Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, welcome to Clicking Balls, episode five. My name's Heath. I'm Brenton. And Josh. And we've got a very special guest with us today. We've got uh, death metal frontman, BJJ black belt, head coach of Perkins Jiu-Jitsu, and superstar in the making out in Ringwood, the main beast, Dion Perkins. How you doing, Dion? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, thanks for agreeing because we don't pay guests. So, yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) We do favours. So we'll work something out. So who, um, this is uh, take two because uh, we realised that um, the podcast works better when we turn the microphones on. Yeah, you learn those lessons very. That's well. experience. That's that's the kind of experience you get from five episodes. Yeah, it's supposed to be Josh's turned off. <laughs> five, five episodes to to learn to turn the mics on. You guys yeah. are just killing well, it. To, yeah. be, to be fair, this is the first episode we've ever recorded with all our equipment. We've been waiting for about a month for it all to arrive. So you, you're christening our equipment for us. Yeah, we yeah. still forgot shit, though. I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, uh, honoured and uh, uh, and happy to be christening your equipment. The homosexual jokes are never far away with jiu-jitsu, guys. Are they? It's well, just, it's just accepted for it. Yeah, jiu-jitsu or homoerotic floor dancing, I like to call it. So. Well, yeah, well, the only difference between that and gay sex is eye contact. Really, you don't make eye contact. Friction. <laughs> Oh, you don't make eye contact in gay sex, right? Yeah. It's, it, well, unless there's a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and there usually is if, if you're doing it right. So, how have you been anyway? We've, uh, we'll, we'll start with uh, the Perkins Jiu-Jitsu. You're in a, in a new place. You've got more classes running and you've got uh, better exposure. You know, you're pretty excited about uh, the, the new, new joint? Always love more exposure. Exposure's great. Um, got a few of those on my rap sheet. But uh, <laughs> you got three walls of windows. <laughs> um, yeah, look, a mirror. it's uh, it's good to it's good to have moved. I, I was pretty excited about the move, um, although there was a, a little bit of sadness leaving the other place. But really, I was pretty pumped to move on because um, small business being what it is at the moment, you know, with a bit of pressure on us and stuff. So I didn't want that to come out in the jiu-jitsu. I didn't want that to come out in my coaching. Um, so moving on, you know, we've sort of refreshed and found a nice little space down there in Vermont South. I made sure to say it properly then. Yeah, give Not us the address. Uh, Vermont. Uh, <laughs> a Vermont South? Number two, Vermont. No. Hanover <laughs> Road it is in Vermont South. The, the sport, sport link centre it is. Sport yeah, so we, within another sports centre, which is actually, uh, we started that way um, on Canary Road there in uh, the Maroondah Indoor Sports Centre, which was fantastic. Shitty little room with... The worst mats, I mean, they were pretty much just d- dirty rags on the floor. Um, but um, there was also um, the netball ladies, which kept us amused. Um, it's very hard to teach classes there. No one really learnt much. But, Literally. Uh, 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're back in a sports centre now. Um, loving it. It's all good. Everyone's yeah, it's a happy, great so. scene. Like you say, you know, we've rolled there a few times now and you always see people walking past and like, what's going on there? And you yeah. know, start to inquire in. Uh, it's it's really good for the club, you know. I, I'm really excited about it. And, you know, next year, more classes are running. I agree. I agree. That's uh, It's good. It's quite funny watching the guys. We're so used to sort of being enclosed in our little... Uh, factory where we were when there's people walking past I have to keep telling everyone like stop eyeballing (laughs) they're all just like uh, meerkats I'm like guys stop looking at them like that they're freaking out it's already weird enough as it is it's jujitsu so Um, but yeah as uh, as you just said more classes next year Um, we're looking to put on a master class for our purple belts and above Um, and also uh, I want to incorporate a combatives style class a street defense class which i think yeah, is, is the essence of jiu-jitsu back really. to old so school style back to the old school yeah. a bit gloves old school, on so yeah gloves on bloody faces and and uh dealing with a striking attacker so well yeah i mean that's all well and good but when are we going to get serious and actually have a full-on dick joke class because like, i'll put my hand up i'm i'm wanting to learn that. <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's tuesdays and thursdays every week and you just haven't been there yeah also i think you guys are probably better instructors than i am at that so. <laughs> I'll, 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 i'm willing to take the class uh you know i'll have to instruct a, a few of them on uh the finer points of uh, your mother and uh penal humor don't forget, that's what she said. Oh, the yeah. TWSS. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. You, you'll learn, you'll learn. Like this, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's never unfair to pick on Richard. <laughs> well, speaking about stupid jokes, and we were talking about this before we you know, turned the mics on for the first time, um, it's Dad Joke Friday is actually born out of um, Perkins Jiu-Jitsu. What a, what a phenomenon that is. Uh, Taking it, the world by storm, by the world. It's actually gone international. There are Canadians involved. Uh, there are... Well, hang on, hold the phone. Canadians involved, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> like that That's it. <laughs> Who led them on board? I think, I think there was a Kiwi. A? Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's great. There's some cracking cracking jokes coming out. Um, no, there's some shocking jokes. Okay, there's some <laughs> shocking some jokes cracking. coming out. I, I, like to, I like to think they were sort of born from the, from the crappy jokes I tell on the mat a lot. Um, inspired by a true story, yes. Inspired by a true story, always. Uh, but yeah, and uh, it's taken off. There's people we don't know doing them. They're just jumping on this hashtaggy thing. It's almost, it's kind of parallel to this new "I'll ride with you" thing. I think. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's heading down that road. So yeah, but without the with part, it's just "I'll ride you." Yeah, I'll ride you. Yeah, dot com uh, forward slash Richard. Poor <laughs> so. old Richard. It's no use trying to explain who Richard is to everyone. He's no. got no chance. It's a, no, You're better it's off not I think there is a. a very important point to make that everyone has a Richard. There is a Richard everywhere. Yeah, if if you have a bunch of friends, are you a bloke? Are you have a bunch of friends, and there's one guy you hang shit on, and he just sort of takes it with a smile, and it's fucking hilarious. If you don't have a mate like that, you are that mate. <laughs> you, you've got to find one. Well, Richard's ours. Yeah, and uh, you know, in all fairness to him, I guess we all give him so much shit because he's just such a friggin' winner. He's an overachiever, um, and that just makes giving him shit more fun. Yeah. So. We love you, though, mate. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, we, we only do it because he can take it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and we'll be working for him one day. Well, yeah. <laughs> and and his family give him shit too. So we're just, <laughs> we're just joining the cause. So uh, we, at the top of the show, we said that you're a former death metal um, frontman. Um, what would you say your influences are? I don't think there's such a thing as a former death metal frontman. I think once you're a yeah. death metal frontman, yeah, forever. No, there's no getting frontman. out. It's like the mafia. Mm. Um, definitely. Uh, yeah. Look. Uh, I applied um, for the for the main band I was ever in. Sort of later on, I was in a lot of bands as a youngster and stuff, making a whole lot of racket. And then I I, I joined a band called Skepsis. And um, going on what my influences were, yeah. it was uh, on the 
I was asked by the guitarist uh, when I rang him to join. He said, what are your influences? And I couldn't think of anything. And then it just came to me and I just said, alcohol and Satan. <laughs> and uh, I, he said over the phone without even hearing me, you're in. So, <laughs> that was it. And it, was, it was that kind of band. It was I mean, that kind of band, yeah. I mean, you know, you give the textbook answer. That's what you, what you get. You get the gig. Yeah. So, and, uh, how long did Skeptis go on for? Look, they went on... We, we, we played... Um, quite a few shows like pretty much almost every weekend at local pubs and then whereabouts know, was it in Adelaide, in, Adelaide. in South Australia yeah don't hold that against me but that's no, where I'm I from so, while, so yeah 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 my stories. Um, we went we're about six or seven years um, recorded a CD um, which a funny story uh, well sad or funny probably both if you Wait, depending on how you look at it, sadness um, plus time. Like love life. Exactly right. So yeah, we had the we, we we sat on this CD for for some time, probably a year, and then we thought let's get it remixed, um, remastered by a different a different producer. And anyway, we left it with him overnight at the studio, and uh, we rocked back in there the next day, um, and he committed suicide sadly. Fuck. So as far as we're concerned, our CD was a winner, yeah. and uh, yeah. we succeeded. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was your influences. Yeah, definitely. So if that isn't a death metal CD, I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that should be on like the credit notes on the inside of the sleeve or something. Exactly. If you release that today with social media, that'll get out there. Wow, this is that the mix. Huge. Yeah, it would yeah. be huge. Oh, look. You Still know, could be. I, I was sort of calling myself Kurt Cobain for a while. Um, but Except your fiancé your didn't try and kill you. I was going to say, you're not Kurt Cobain. You're more Courtney Love. Yes. In, well, in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, that, uh, is that how you met Jody? Your lovely partner and, and oh, uh, it's a it's a true story of uh, you know romantic uh, uh, meeting and all that sort of thing. Yeah, she she uh, was actually the cousin of the drummer in our band and uh, at a very very heavy duty mosh pitted show one night. Um, she was in the front and I was eyeballing her hard, <laughs> and uh, some dude knocked her down in the in the mosh pit, and I didn't miss a beat. I just kept on growling and uh, reached down and picked her up out of the crowd, and. Uh, yeah, that was a love at first death metal grunt. So. Yeah, yeah. A true gentleman does keep on growling. Yeah, no, no, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much death metal Cinderella. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, a big huge fight broke out, and um, there was chairs involved, and Jody won. Jody won. <laughs> Jody definitely won. She won the she won the main prize, obviously. So, um, but yeah, a, a true story of love and romance there. Love you, baby. <laughs> good, good. Get 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 the uh, get the plugs in. So where, whereabouts would you play in Adelaide? Like whereabouts? What's whereabouts did you grow up in? Um, well, I, I grew up sort of all over Adelaide. Um, my mum's from um, out in the sticks, so in the hotter part, um, sort of uh, Riverland way. Oh, yeah. um, but I grew I, I grew up with my grandma in the city, so I sort of went between and then just yeah lived all over Adelaide. Thirty years I was there, so um, I mean it's just it's you know it's the size of a five cent piece. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and um, what year did you move to Melbourne? Um, oh gee, oh, what year was it? It was probably eight what years ago. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, the memory's not that great. I was just telling you. Uh, yeah, it's probably eight eight years ago now. Uh, maybe coming up on nine. Oh really? So, so been here for a while. Yeah. About the time they recriminalised marijuana, I think <laughs> they they knew. <laughs> it was time to leave. It was time to go. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't recriminalize it. They just made it easy for the cops to shake you down for it. Ah, motherfuckers. The amount of taxis that are actually paid for in weed. And plus, I remember one of my friends. Allegedly, people. Allegedly. Allegedly. One of my friends, he's, um, his old man was a policeman. He got pulled over. And um, the cops, they saw the bag of weed on the front seat next to him. And um, they saw him and going, oh, you're fucked, you know, writing all these tickets. And they've gone, is this your car? He goes, no, nah, it's my dad's. So they run his registration, looked up who his dad. And they've gone, 
What's your dad's name? And he said his name. And it turns out he's a prosecutor. So they, they just tore the tore the <laughs> tickets up, boom, and um, stole his weed. That is so Adelaide. I, I think I think they call it confiscating. But <laughs> same it was same evidence. Yeah, <laughs> and somehow the evidence was burned. Apparently, yeah. it was amazing evidence. Super sticky. It was that good. He bought it back off him. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, yeah, so, good old Adelaide. Yeah, the pizza evidence later was. Brilliant too. <laughs> well, it was at the front of Aussie Pizza House, most terrorists too. There you are. Not far off. Allegedly, again. So yeah, in Adelaide, um, start <laughs> off in a band. How did um, jiu-jitsu come into your life? Uh, well, it's funny. I always uh, sort of trained martial arts. I was one of those crazy kids that were all, was always into martial arts movies and stuff like that. My uncle um, actually took me to uh, taekwondo for the first time. Right. Um, and so you got a black belt in the afternoon or... Uh, I no, it took me at least a week. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I won't give it too much crap because uh, <laughs> they, they can kick good. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> starting to be real legitimized now. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give them too much shit. Uh, so yeah, trained, trained taekwondo for a while. Did some, did some karate, kung fu, all this sort of stuff. Um, but then I was also had some high school friends that were quite high level um, karate, and they'd been to Japan and had instructors levels and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and one of them actually burst in the room one day when we were all there and, and had these uh, new uh, cassettes. They had the, the Gracie in Action DVDs. Oh, oh, at yeah. the time, VHS cassettes, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For you kids out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to explain what they are. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we watched on in amazement as, um, you know, all those matches happened in front of us and we'd never seen it before and had never heard of it before. And, and these guys were choking each other to sleep and doing these mad arm locks and, and you know, taking these positions and... Like, I was just instantly amazed and captivated, and, and as were we all, and basically all just decided then, you know, let's, we're never, we're never doing any stand up again. We are just going to choke the shit out of each other from now on. Like, it's amazing the first time, because, you know, we grew up watching professional wrestling and go, what, the sleeper hold's real? Yeah. <laughs> that actually works. You just put the hand behind the head, not and on the forehead. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's how we sort of came to see it. And then, uh, one of my friends, Sean, who was particularly, um, apt at most sort of athletic things, just started training himself like a madman, and uh, eventually he went on to find Peter Debean, my coach now, and um, formed a, an affiliation with him and, and started training under him directly. And then he formed uh, our first club in in, in South Australia, um, which was SABJJ. So we're talking early two thousands here, aren't we? Oh, ninety uh, seven. Oh, ninety seven. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the first one in Adelaide, South Australia. The first, the, the only. Day. Only one, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people, you know, my, my nana was still asking me every day, oh, how was your Kwai Dongo? And, <laughs> you know, my mum still thinks I do karate. And, yeah, yeah, so. It's, it's amazing thinking back then, because I, I started in Sydney in, like, 2001 or something like that, and there were three schools in Sydney. And yeah. one was, you know, two hours that way, yeah. and then the other one's two hours the other way. Now so. that you'd, you'd yeah. find more schools in Sydney than pizza shops, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Your coach was so. a blue belt, wasn't he, when you first started? Uh, white. White belt. So the white belt. It was the same with Sean, wasn't it? Sean, I, I remember, yeah. I remember training in that little, uh, tiny little converted garage in Thebiton. Oh, that yep. was awesome. Just, uh, that was you awesome. Know, awesome. Yeah. You turn, and the, the people involved were brilliant. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, I, I remember getting a shit beaten out of me by uh, Pete Violator. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Pete O'Shea. Yeah. Oh, gave me an absolute hiding. But then he'd sort of smile at you, <laughs> tell you about it, and then just sort of put you on your way. And then I remember just thinking... You know, I think I was about 20 at the time, and he was a 
To say he was a full-grown man is to depreciate man. He is, was at least half. Is man. he the guy that liked to hunt his own food? Oh yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Gabriel yes. Gonzaga. Yeah. yeah, big fucking dude. He, exactly <laughs> like Gabriel yeah. Gonzaga. Yeah, that's probably no the best back, description. No yeah. Step. Mm, yeah, yeah. He was the missing link in a half. Yeah. That man. But uh, yeah, there were a fantastic bunch. Of, I remember um, anytime I grapple with Sean, I'd almost get to a point where I thought. I might have something here. And this fucking leg would appear yeah. out of somewhere oh, and, oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we like, go. Yeah, I was just yeah. trapping you. Yeah, yeah. look, I, I have very, very uh, fond memories of those times. I I was a uni student um, and broke as shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, anytime I'd turn up on the mats, everyone was always really welcoming. I remember a couple of times uh, literally dragging myself off the mat. I was that damn exhausted. Yeah. But... Um, you know, and then I think uh, Jimmy was there with a the beer. He's like, "Go on, lad, get an idea." <laughs> and uh, you know, that's just the way it was. It was a, a, a social aspect and a very accepting aspect. And there was it was the only martial art I'd ever <coughs> been to where you weren't trying to be the hardest motherfucker on the block. Yeah, it is funny because I always found that too. That um, and you know, you know, running your own school, the ones that come in, the, the real alpha males, sort of don't tend to last all that long, or they slowly settle down and calm yeah. down because it's just it's too hard yeah you definitely have to uh, check your ego at the door with jiu-jitsu I mean that's always that's probably one of the most uh, appealing things about it um, you know you, you like you said it's, you sort of separate the wheat from the chaff if you like and you only end up with with the guys that are happy to have their asses kicked and, and learn from it not <laughs> and, you know they don't the guys that sort of beat the crap out of you and then you know wipe their feet at you you know they, they just don't last because you know who the hell wants to roll with those dudes? So and there's always someone better. Yeah, yeah exactly right. And then a 14 year old girl will choke them to sleep. So they yeah, either work with that, that or they they, yeah. they don't. So yeah. you end up with so many nerds. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu just attracts nerds. Yeah, I'm not sure how I ended up in this. But... <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol and Satan. Alcohol and Satan. Yeah, back to my influences. So, so that's that's what 17 years. Yeah, yeah, around. and then, and it's good because I still see some of the guys around. Like um, there's a, there was a, a Greek guy, Matt Karakoukalakis. He's still around. He's a he's a brown belt now, I think. Um, Atsushi Oshima. He's a he's Atushi. a black belt uh, for Gracie Baja in Sydney. Um, he, his guard was just uh, amazing, and that's kind of where I styled myself on. Was he at the time he had that unpassable guard, and I was like, "That's I want my that's guard want. like that." So, mm-hmm. um, not that it ever became a parcel, but it, yeah, I, <laughs> I just tried to do the same thing. So I'm still trying to do the same thing, but. Uh, yeah, look, it was a great club, and I guess what I've tried to keep from that is the um, the family culture. Like we always had kids yeah. running around yeah, on the mat. Yeah, yeah. You know, we always just had people jumping in, and and uh, it was a very social uh, culture as well. And so I've tried to sort of hang on to a bit of that. Um, well, that's something that, you know that I liked about the place because I've been training at Perkins for what three years now. We've been there about three years. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. And that you know you got your daughters are always running around and there's always some kids and it's not a, you know, oh, don't don't step on the floor. You're going to ruin the key of the dojo or anything. It's like, yeah. they're fucking kids. That's yeah, what they do. Yeah, no, exactly right. So, you know, you need that kind of place and yeah. it helps the older guys like me who are bringing my kids in our training there. And, okay. I, and I, I think it's, you know, it's an integral part of, of jiu-jitsu. I think that's sort of lost nowadays in some clubs where they're, you know, they're solely sport um, yeah. sort of based, you know, and um, it's very serious and, uh, you know, they're just all about sort of hitting the comps. Whereas I think, I like to have a more holistic approach, you know, like the whole big picture of jiu-jitsu. So it should be, you know, um, you know, the body, fitness, flexibility, all that stuff, then diet, 
um, you know, and then you've got family, friends, and 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 social circles, and and you know, being a good person and self defence as well is another key component that not many gyms are doing much of. And yeah. um, you know, not that I'm bagging any other gyms, but I just think that um, the whole big picture of jujitsu is the way to go because you know it's, it should be all inclusive. You shouldn't be just hunting guys that are going to win your gold medals. You should be looking for those guys who are struggling in particular ways and trying to make them. Uh, improve their life and improve their uh, abilities and stuff. So, yeah, more holistic approach, I think, is the way to yeah. go. That's well, just my, my Do you think views. that's the difference between um, a sport and a martial art? Exactly really? right, yeah. exactly right. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, jiu-jitsu is a martial art. It was a martial art when I started. We didn't do any competition-style sparring. That was unheard yeah, no one else when to I started. With. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, <laughs> there was that. <laughs> the, the SA Championships were every Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, look, we... we it was only self-defense jiu-jitsu. So, um, you know, gloves, uh, lots of punching, um, lots of lots of defending yourself from bad situations and then a bit of sparring at the end, but it always had that emphasis on self-defense, you know? Yeah. And um, I think um, the sports stuff's fantastic and I do love that super nice sparring, that, that, that real high-tech rolling, but I think you have to have everything, not just one yeah. component or you're sort of missing out, so... So starting out as a white belt, and you're what we're going to say five nine. Am I being kind saying five nine? Uh, five seven. <laughs> five seven, yeah. and uh, you know sixty five kilos when you're wet. Yeah. So the small guy as a white belt, did you find it difficult to get started, or were you just in love with it straight away? No, I was in love with it straight away. Um, and that was, I guess, one of the big things was, you know, doing karate and and taekwondo and all the rest of it. You know, I used to cop my fair share of beatings, but in yeah. jujitsu. Um, I could just make it work and, um, you know, it was still very new to the country. So it wasn't like I was taking on guys who knew jujitsu. It was like I was taking on big dudes who just flailed. So, so I could, you know, get the back and choke them quite easily. So that never changes. Never change. Well, everyone, everyone understands a little bit of something nowadays. So you're not just getting the the freshies anymore, but back then it was good. You know, it was, it was, I could make it work and I just, that was the big thing for me. It was like, wow, I'm so tiny, but I can make this work, you know, against big guys. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I loved about it. So, I would say the thing that I struggle against is the fifty kilo bench press. Those fuckers get me every time. <laughs> fifty kilo bench press. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, not talking about Marcus because I think he's about two hundred and fifty. <laughs> he's getting big, isn't he? Yeah, he's a unit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what you like to see. Um, when you put on the armbar and you go, yep, everything's in the right place here. <laughs> and then he just picks you up. You're like, fucker. He makes yeah. you do sit-ups. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. I'm a heavyweight. You shouldn't be doing this shit. Um, so, all right, on the same token then, the f- most common question you get from white belts coming in is, how, does, how do I beat defeat the bigger opponent? So what do you say when somebody, you know, your size comes in and says, what do I do with a guy that's 100 kilos? Because th- there isn't a, there's no trick or no move, is it? I mean, well, there is. Bring a mate. Yeah, bring a mate, bring a gun, <laughs> two hundred meter dash. Yeah, dude, runaway jutsu. I was always really big with that. It's yeah, um, everyone. It's the best self defense there is. Definitely, don't definitely. fight. Yeah, get the fuck out of dodge. Get, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. No, look. Um, I mean, if we're talking just sort of you know sparring or grappling on the yep. mat, well, you know, there's there's different ways to grapple the big guys. Obviously, my personal preference is try to keep them directly in front of me. Don't let them make angles and stuff. And um bide my time and always hunt the back you know that's that's probably my favorite thing is to hunt the back um i'm always looking for back takes all the time on everyone but particularly on big guys being so small myself it's quite easy to to duck under the armpit or you know and and they lose me so big guys means big gaps big gaps exactly right so you just you know you learn to to really manipulate those gaps and angles as a small guy you've you got no choice because (laughs) if you try and 
you know, battle. You try and muscle on. muscle. Yeah, hit. it's just not mm. going to quite work for me. So, you know, you, I learned early on to uh, to make angles and 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 find those little little cracks of daylight. So, yeah, it's just a simple thing. You know, you just got to try and um, use what advantage you've got. And if you're smaller and quicker, then that's exactly what you've got. Right. Especially exactly for right. smaller people, understanding how to utilize your whole body as a weapon against one of their limbs or one of their chokes. It's not just like uh, fist against fist or anything yeah. like that. You've got to use everything that you have against... It's, um, not, it's not Don Fry fighting. Seal, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, and that's exactly... That's, and that's... I couldn't have put it better myself. That's all pretty much the essence of jiu-jitsu, really. I mean, you know, I talk about uh, in my classes a lot, you know, like incorporating whole body uh, when, you, when you're trying to attack. So... Um, you know, just trying to squeeze with your arms is, is, is useless if they've only got little bits of string like me. Yeah. Um, so you try and incorporate, you know, your whole entire body into a choke, you know, so you can really just put the power on. But, yeah. but do you think that's what makes it absolutely ideal for women especially? Too like, right. And not just that, they just, women are, women are aggressive, man. Have you mm, grappled like some yeah. of these ladies? Holy and shit. And not just that, they're unpredictable and uh, able to attack from every angle yeah, yeah. they can do things that guys can't do yeah, yeah. yeah. So literally often, yeah. apart from the washing <laughs> oh! <laughs> sorry Jody, I love you baby hang that shit out no just the the hip flexibility yeah you know the, yep. the ability to uh, yeah. have all four limbs in attack position at random times when you're not expecting it like you think you're past the legs all of a sudden it's oh, around the neck and exactly right I, I could name a bunch of a bunch of like being so light I've had the privilege of actually sparring quite hard with some ladies because you know at the, I'm not over overbearing yeah. them with my with my weight so you know ladies like Sunny Munn um, you know Liv Liv's another great one um, you know even my partner you know she she's uh, she's quite much heavier than me um, but yeah, I mean, her power is insane. Yeah. Um, she's a purple belt in her own right as well. She's she? a purple belt. Um, if I could get her ass on the mat, I'd try and grade her, but she's a bit, you know, she's done <laughs> the pump this year, so hopefully next year she'll get back into it. But um, yeah, these ladies, they just have a... a we, obviously, guys, all our power is upstairs, sort of in the, in the shoulders and the chest. Speak so. for yourself. Well, okay. Except for Heath, you know, he's quite a... It's all downstairs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the ass. Whereas the ladies tend to have the, the power in the hips and, and you know, that that really lend, lends itself to jiu-jitsu. So um, I'd like to... I heard you guys last show talking about, you know, the lack of ladies at Meta, uh, Meta Morrison stuff. And I think yeah. you, you hit the nail on the head. Let's let's get, you know, heaps of ladies fighting because they the, are And the thing awesome is, it is fighters. spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's exactly it's not, right. It's not a matter of uh, so many sports, you have the male and female version and they're... It's chalk and cheese. Like you talk yeah. women's basketball versus men's basketball. And there's no doubt that the women try as hard and train just as hard and put everything into it. Um, you know, they, they'd be, they'd love to get 70 cents on the dollar and what the male counterparts are. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the game's just totally different. Yeah. And it's not even close as good as a spectacle. In jiu-jitsu and even MMA, it, it's just as good to watch. Oh, yeah. If, if yeah. anything, I'd say it's more... Uh, more pure, more beautiful. Um, it's more technique heavy as opposed to yeah. um, using strength or anything like that. And I think what I like about watching the women jiu-jitsu is how active they are from guard. Always. Because they're so flexible yeah. and they can just do yeah. things that you can't do. Then you get you also get your um, awesome passes. I, I like to, to mm. copy or you know try and learn a lot of the passes Letitia Ribeiro does, yeah. um, mm-hmm. where she sort of passes hard one side, head in, and then cartwheels to the other side. I mean, that stuff's yeah. just amazing to me. That's Any excuse beautiful. to do a headstand. For yeah, you. any excuse to do a headstand. <laughs> I do like to cartwheel and headstand a lot, so... And that, uh, that's what I like. You, know, it, uh, you like to cartwheel so much. So that's the part of my game that I've modelled on yours. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think a 110 kilo cartwheel catches a lot of people out by uh, surprise. I, I don't think I'll ever get used to seeing you do it. It's still just 
I just smile ear to ear when I see you do that stuff. It's, You're down to 110 now, man. Doing well. 108, yeah. Um, the first cartwheel pass I ever did was uh, on uh, Joyce. On Joyce, that's Joyce, right. who, who would be about 40 kilos, if that. Her eyes <laughs> went big. Yeah. <laughs> right in the dick. <laughs> yeah, she was surprised. She, she was, was scared for her life. We were all a little worried for her that day. But it was the cleanest... Uh, most awesome cartwheel ever and it just looked like a guy my size doing it and uh, yeah I, that's pretty impressive man. I had a lot of time to plan it too <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to the, you know the, the women in Jiu Jitsu and MMA the, the other thing is like there's I don't know I'm going to throw out a number 95 to 99% um, male so if a woman um, you know gets up that courage to go in and stick with it you know they're a beast to begin with. Yeah. So when they get mm. to the top, it's that kind of person who was stuck with it is just going to attack. Exactly right, exactly right. We've got uh, at our club at the moment, young Monica, and um, she reminds me of uh, of young Tracy was another another uh, young lady we had at our club and she just walked in off her own back, didn't didn't bring a group of friends with her, just, just wanted to train jiu-jitsu and came into a big group of guys and just stuck with it and, and yeah. worked her butt off and that's what Mon's doing now and, and you're exactly right. hard. She, her guard's off the hook. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, give her another year and she'll be triangling guys. No problem at all, like all the guys. So, um, you know, and like you just said, if they're going to come in and they're going to train in amongst the guys and just, you know, never whinge about stuff and just yeah. go for it, they're going to be beasts. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, and like you're saying, you know, you end up with sweethearts in... Um in jiu-jitsu because all the, the dickheads get weirded out. So they it, it's getting past that initial stage, especially for the women, and then they're laughing. Yeah, yeah exactly once they right. start tap, tapping the first guys that come in, you know, yeah. swaggering yeah. in and then all of a sudden triangle choked out, that's also when those guys have that test of character. Exactly right. If, if, and it will happen. Like There's women that have choked me out many, many times, yeah. and yeah. I'm sure there will be in the future. You just... Learn what you can from it and move on. On the flip side, I've they're better. Heaps of women. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think I think uh, you paid most of those women to choke you out, but uh, I got changed. <laughs> got changed. <laughs> Stormy Summer, she had a fucking wicked triangle lock. Uh, but yeah. I think, especially for women, just on a, a, a street self defense aspect, I think it's very um, beneficial for women to know that because obviously yeah. the best defense is going to be the hundred meter sprint, and everyone knows that, especially from a female perspective, where you can be overpowered. But if, if they've already got their hands on you, like I'd want my girlfriend to know jujitsu above anything else. And I think especially for, they used to do rape safe courses. I remember they yeah, did them yeah, and yeah. I thought they were really effective. I've actually been asked to do some sort of rape safe stuff um, for, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, for street workers, basically, yeah. for, for female street workers. Um, yeah. Because obviously they, you know, they they put themselves in a lot of danger with their profession. So yeah. um, I haven't actually done one yet, but I'm I'm in the process of sort of organising that thing. Yeah. I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, you know, if it's close quarters and 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 you know tends to be on the ground, yeah. well, yeah, that's where jujitsu well, thrives. So. My girlfriend armbars all day. Yeah, armbars yeah, all day from yeah. guard. Yeah, but it's like you know nothing against the striking arts, but once somebody grabs you, what do you do next? Um, you know, and. Yeah. You've got to get rid of that person and make space so then you can yeah. punch, kick, you know, throw your stilettos and run the fuck away. Yeah, and yeah, like, definitely. Really, anyone that tells a, you know, 45-kilogram girl to stand toe-to-toe with a 100-kilogram guy, yeah. like, it's not to say it's impossible for her to win, but fuck, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you, you poke him in the eyes once. I mean, that doesn't end the fight there. <laughs> no, <laughs> and he can end one with one punch. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, you punch them, they get up, you choke them out, and they're asleep. Yeah, Simple that's that. right. I mean, even even groin shots. I mean, it, you know, it sounds mm. good in theory, but 
groin shorts actually I enjoy them myself. So, uh, you know, it costs extra. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's why I face up. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it though. I mean, it's not the uh, the TKO or anything, is it? It's like you get hit. Like now, I'm angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? But you know, in, in saying that, I think you know, particularly in this day and age, I think all women should probably train something, something. at least, yeah. whether it's you know jujitsu because it's you know I'm a bit biased, but you know something, anything that's going to give anything, them a bit yeah. of awareness well, and a bit of bit of body control and movement and. Uh, you know, if they can make a bit of space and 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 and, and get out of a bad situation, well, you know, that, and, that, that's a win. So. And all your girls train, so all my girls train. Um, they've all trained jujitsu um, off and on. You know, they they get to that teenage, you know, girl stage and they just become mindless screaming banshees. Yeah. Um, but teenage girls, teenage <laughs> girls, um, and they've also also trained uh, muay thai, uh, a little bit of karate here and there. So we just keep them. You know, if they if they want to break from jujitsu and they want to train something else, we're happy to let them do that just to keep them involved in martial arts. So. I, th- I think I've seen uh, your girls kick the bag, and it's geez, you go, wow, that's that's a teenage girl. That's some there's some real power and some technique <laughs> in there. So I don't know who's teenage coaching. Girls are angry. Oh, <laughs> ang- angst, angst is a power. Yeah, yeah, I, think was, so. I think it was alcohol and Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, you've been running your own gym for four years now, um, and. The way you run your gym is Probably something coming up on four five, and a half, almost five, four and a half, five. Yeah, um, you know, it's, uh, the way you run your gym and the way that um, the the oh, how do you say? Yeah, yeah, go grab another beer. A beer? Uh, yeah, I'll have another one. Yeah. Well, beer breaks are an important part of uh, clicking balls. Hydrate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. Christian. Christian sorry. <laughs> so I mean, the way you want to run your place is there's. Um, there is etiquette and there is um, a tr- tradition, but you, it's not slathered on deep, you know? Um, is that something very conscious? Um, yeah. You want a little bit of respect there, but you don't want to... Look, I think I think it's more, you know, the jutsu, the way I, I like to see that is rather than forcing everyone to sort of pay respect, I think, you know, they should take it upon themselves. Yeah. Should be should be They should own it rather than be forced to do it. So little things like bowing on and off the mat, we've introduced just recently, you know, just as a bit of a traditional thing. No hands on hips. That that one we got from uh, our coach, our wrestling coach, Chris Shen. Uh, again, another another uh, you know respect thing. You know, body language wise, when when they're on the mat learning, you know, don't cross your arms or put your hands on your hips. It looks it looks like you're not interested. That and sort of thing. Every new white belt has to get reminded twice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, once everyone's done a thousand burpees, they start remembering. So it's mm. no problem. Um, and um, you know, just just general respect around the club and and that sort of stuff. And and you know, as I said, I, you know, I don't think laying it on overly thick. Yeah, sort of does anyone any favors, but at the same time, you know, not forgetting where where people are, and you're in a, you're in a martial arts club, and you know, obviously the coach has, has worked his ass off to get his black belt, and is there happy to teach people, so the respect should be mutual. And, yeah, and, but at the same know. time, it, it is a, a nice uh, casual is almost not the word, but it's a comfortable atmosphere in your gym. Yeah, that's what I like, you know, accepting. We, it's like a brotherhood, yeah. sort of inclusive. Like. That's what I mean. Uh, I think that's that comes a from. Reich, I think you're trying to is a word. <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes from like the old school, like we we're talking before about where you just had these little garages, like training on rags, more or less. Yeah, and you're not doing it for competition. You're not doing it for 
It's fun. Sort of um, to go out and beat people up. It's like a brotherhood. You go there with, might only be 10 members and it's just, they're your friends and it becomes a social activity. But you feel like, um, you feel a sense of allegiance to the people that you're training with and it's about getting each other better, not just yeah. improving yourself. Oh, and, and that's 100% right. That's 100% right. We've, we've got a bit of a mantra at our club, you know, like as soon as we get new members, we, we work our butts off to get them as good as we can, as quick as we can. And uh, that way, they chase us, make us work harder to yeah. get better, and then it's just a circular type growth. You know, everyone's growing all the time and learning and, and trying to improve. So it's great that moment when you're, you you go easy on somebody that's new. You know, just let's work it into it. Oh hey, you know, you put this group here, put that group there, and then all of a sudden they go something. Oh shit! Now I have to try. <laughs> it's, it's actually a nice. It's actually a nice thing because you especially know, as a coach, you know, you it, must. Love yeah, it. exactly right. I mean, it's like you know, it's really. I, I, I encourage my guys to get after me. You know, I like to roll with them, and, and I've, we've, we've got a few guys um, that really, you know, they're, they're competition style guys. So they, when you grapple them, they don't tend to go too light. They they like to, <laughs> they like to get, get going. Um, and you know, I invite them to tap me. And if they get me, you know, I, I'm happy as Larry. To me, that's a win for me because, well, shit, I taught them. So <laughs> yeah, that's a great coach. That uh, one of our coaches, um, uh, Brian uh, Hurley, said once that. Um, as a teacher, if your students aren't beating you, then you're not a very good teacher. Yeah. You know, they've got to beat you once or twice. Exactly right. Um, which leads me into a story, and it's a little humble brag story. But I remember the first time I tapped Dion, uh, it was at a, a comp class, so we're, we're going hard for it. And you know, I've got 50 kilos, maybe 55 at this stage. And I got the Americana on, and I tapped on. I'm, like, I'm too buggered to celebrate. Not that I would, you know, jump up and down on the mat. Anyway, so... I totally would. Yeah. So tap hands, away we go again. And um, I think I almost got something else. Um, and it, struggling, struggling, probably a dask because that's what my I do. Those fucking dask. <laughs> couldn't couldn't finish it anyway. The timer runs out, and it's the most honest ego thing I've ever heard anybody say. <laughs> you go, you got me once. I couldn't let you fucking get me again. <laughs> <laughs> I like, and I I really like that because it is just such an honest ego. Yeah. Um, to 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 admit that out to a student, you know, and not um, not anything special or anything. You know, we've just done. 40 minutes of grappling or whatever yeah. it is. It, it's, there's no song and dance about it. It's just being honest with yourself with what happened. And I, I loved it. And, and you know, it's a, it's a beautiful relationship on the mat like that. Like if you if you can have, have partners that you train with and, and you know, you, someone gets a tap and, and it's kind of like, you know, it's so, it's such a moot point. Like who gets the tap? Like no yeah. one gives two yeah. shits about that. Yeah. It's more, wow, you know, that that sweep was awesome, you know, regardless of who did it, he did it to you or you did it to him. And, you know, you appreciate all the techniques and all the movement and stuff through the roll. And the tap is just basically where you get to go and have a drink for two seconds and then come back and start again. Like no one cares who tapped who. And yeah. Well, I know I've found that with myself. Just, I, I honestly don't remember at the end of uh, a comp class or training who I tapped or who tapped mm. me or whatever. But I do oh, remember I've got that. a notebook. <laughs> but I do remember like when you get that one sweet sweep or something and it's just all of a sudden... You move the arm, move the leg, get the hook, and then everything everything flows. And yeah, it's like, wow, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, and even if it's even if it's like the other guy doing it to you, and you kind of you feel yourself getting set up, and then you go, and I'm halfway through, just telling the guy that was sensational, <laughs> dude. Like sometimes you have got to remember, oh shit, I got to tap now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. While you're congratulating him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the point where they actually fall in love with jujitsu. As soon as you get that one move, where you're like, fuck, it worked. It worked. That yeah. Was, it. yeah, and and it and it felt. It felt like you know glass, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or just yeah. butter. It was just like yeah, you know, you know it just, it's like, it's like yeah, it was pure good, good, good movement. Mm, you can exactly feel it. You know right. that's a sweet spot, right? It's there. the same yeah. as like you know, you're a basketballer, and the ball leaves your hand, and as soon as it's left, you know it's in. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, so 
uh, yeah, getting back to to the to the to the culture at the gym and that. I mean, that's what we've sort of gone for, and um, I, I really work my butt off to try and keep that nice culture and that sort of understanding between people and and uh, you know, it makes everyone welcome on the mat. Yeah, yeah. you got to be all inclusive and and you know. I, I'm just old school, I guess, but yeah, that's yeah. the way I like it. So. Yeah, and that's exactly the same. I, that's why I like it there too. You know, I'm thinking, you know, three years I've been there, and I haven't really noticed anybody um, have an issue, or no. you know, no. um, the, the worst is a couple of people that go really hard and they they learn themselves to to settle down. You know, and, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you're always going to have those guys yeah. that that go hard, but I mean, you know, depending on their attitude. I mean, obviously, um, there's a few guys who are very comp focused. So you know, when we roll, they they roll hard, but you know, they're, they're, they're focused, they're driven, they're, they're goal-driven, they're goal so yeah. of course they're going to go hard. And that's what I think it is. They're not trying to beat the person, they're trying to improve themselves. Exactly yeah. right. And they're consistently like that, so you know what to expect when you roll with them. <laughs> exactly right. So you wear your mouth guard yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, your yeah. knee pads and all the rest of it, your headgear. And, and you know, also you have to uh, make sure to keep the old fella tucked away because uh, we have seen uh, one of our members try and submit you with that, the old uh, the corny bar. Yeah, interesting story that. Uh, we not sure if it's, fit for this. it's not fit for this uh, <laughs> show, but uh, I think I think it's a bit late. He's already named him, so oh, we can bleep it. It's fine. Bleep, we can bleep it out. Cornelius Wang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect name for the for the whole year. <laughs> but we didn't make that up either, guys. That is actually his name. Um, yeah, he's in my closed guard, and uh, he, you know, I'm sort of just letting him sort of work his his passing and stuff, and. Uh, so, sorry, for those that don't know, closed guard means Dion's on his back with his legs wrapped around the hips of uh, his opponent who's on his knees. Gazing into his eyes. I was going to say, it's not as bad as it sounds. Um, it is. Any, any, <laughs> anyway, worse. So, so yeah, he takes grips uh, on the gi to start opening the legs and pass the guard. And uh, I sort of said to him, look, corny, <laughs> um, you might want to move one of your grips there, mate. And uh, he just kept passing and I was like... Corny mate, can you can you just ease up on that grip there, mate? <laughs> and uh, he sort of looks at me and shook his head, shake his head, keep passing. I'm like, okay, I just need to tell him. So, corny mate, you got a handful of junk there, mate. Can you <laughs> can you please let go? <laughs> He's like, no, I don't, and just keep just kept passing. I'm like, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm starting to. <laughs> sort of enjoy it at the same time. No, at the same time, it's yeah. Opening goes for the finish. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I actually had to. It took me a couple of you know a bit of work to convince him that he actually had a handful of myself. And uh, you know, I I think the last phrase I sort of said to him was, "Mate, that's not the the handle to the guard that you're trying to work there. Like, you need to let go." Um, and then yeah, he was quite. He went from. I think he went like deep magenta to, to red to purple <laughs> once he realised. So poor old old job. Purple belt to blue belt. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Way to get a grading. Yeah. <laughs> Tap, nap, snap, or fap. <laughs> well, I, you know, if it works, you do it again, don't you? See, he hasn't done it again, so I'm a little disappointed. But <laughs> a little relieved as well. So, so how, how do you, you like we said? You've been around the jiu-jitsu scene in Australia for a while. How have you seen it? change i mean not, not only just growing um but uh you know the sports side of it's coming in more and we've mm. seen an explosion in the number of tournaments that are around especially like 2015 there's going to be more tournaments uh, than ever yeah i mean you know as you mentioned when i started uh back in sa you know it was like we did one comp a year and we made the pilgrimage to victoria for that one comp a year and long fucking drive in a long minivan. drive in a minivan <laughs> yeah but um you know it was now, nowadays you're exactly right i mean there's a, there's a comp there's almost a 
you know, a couple of times there's two comps, three comps running on back in the back. same week. Like it's, yeah, it gets out of hand. So, um, look, there was, always, I think it was always going to happen. I think it was evolutionary, but, um, I don't think it was, it's where jujitsu is meant to stay. I think it's sort of headed down that road because it got popular and now it's starting to hopefully circle back. Um, yeah. you know, people are starting to sort of realize, you know, like I'm not getting fulfillment from just sport jujitsu and, and, um, you know, the, the club, the, some of the cultures in some of these clubs are questionable. Um, you know, we've seen some, some interesting stuff come out of the States with sport yep. only clubs, yep. <laughs> Yeah. um, you know, uh, slash cults, slash cults, um, you know, and then, you know, it, it becomes elitist, you know, all this sort of stuff. So, um, the growth's great. Um, the talent pool in Australia at the moment is insane. You know, there's guys like Lachlan Giles, uh, Tobias. They're, they're, they're all on their way through the ADCC. I can't... What was the other guy's name? Anyone? Yeah. Three dudes. Yeah. Richard I, Garrett? No. No? I, I, I do know. I saw it there. and I read it during the week. <laughs> yeah, but I've so, forgotten now. I mean, anyway, apparently these guys, you know, well, I saw... I didn't see the other guys. We saw um, Lachlan Giles fight and, you know, he, he's just on song at the moment and his he's, he's guard work and stuff's off the hook, so... Um, the the talent here is great as far as sport, but I just think you know we're sort of forgetting the roots of the game a little bit, you know, and and uh, hopefully it circles back around. You know, it goes back to what we were saying before: is you know, like it, it's a martial art first, and yeah. it's a sport second. Mm. We, you know, we spar that way to improve our movement so we can defend ourselves. So I think, like you said before, about <laughs> um, having a holistic approach to jiu-jitsu is a big difference between the traditional martial art based jiu-jitsu and a sport based jiu-jitsu where their key focus is win this round, win this point, win whatever it is to win this competition. Whereas as a martial art, it's more like self-improvement. For, for lack of a better word, it's like a way of life where yeah. you take the lessons you learn on the mat and you apply it to every other aspect of your life. Exactly right. And I think um, the other thing is, is is the direction your jiu-jitsu goes. Like, you know, if you're, if you're a pure competition fighter, you know, you're happy to win on an advantage or you're happy to win on, on a point. Like if you know you've, yeah. you've got a strong guard and a sweep, then you'll you'll pull guard and sweep and then hold out mm. and win on those points where I always say to my guys, look, I'm happy if you lose as long as you're going for the kill. Yep. You know, so, you know, I'd, I'd rather see them lose the match going for the sub than win the match stalling out on an advantage, you know, because we don't play that mindset. We play from from the time the uh, the, the the ref says, you know, kombuch, they get after it. They're after the sub ultimately, you know, and, that, and even if they're up on points, they'll lose the match going for the sub. And for me, yep. that's the true path, you know, like you yep. go for the sub. You don't... You sign the lease. You sign the lease, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I agree. I think unquote. martial arts come about because you have to fight to save your life. That's why martial arts existed. That's where they've come from historically. And so when you apply it to sport, you lose that, that kill or be killed attitude where you can't just hang around and then the clock finishes and you go back and have a shower. And you, and you have to win. Yeah, exactly right. And the other thing is, you can start manipulating the rules yeah. to yeah. win. Whereas yeah. on the street, you can't manipulate yeah, the yeah. rules to win. Yeah, There's yeah. only one way to win. And yeah, so. I think we've seen that with the evolution of um, sport jujitsu now. They're they're trying to claw it back, and it's very difficult to do because they've taken the rules so far. Now you know um, you get people trying to de- get the other person to dehumanize. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. But and, you know they've seen with uh, the stalling in the fifty fifty guard, and they're like, how can we fix it? And you know it's not a simple fix. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's always going to be complex, isn't it? Look what happened to judo. Um, you know, yeah, judo's just, yeah. you know, unfortunately a beautiful art has mm. just gone downhill because of convoluted rules and rule changes and people, politics, politics and bullshit. And, you know, my biggest fear is, you know, they, there was that big push to get jiu-jitsu <laughs> in the Olympics. 
And I was totally against that yep. because the same thing would happen. You know, yep. they'd be like, yep. you know, let's dumb it down to make it more entertaining. And then it becomes ridiculous. And, you know, oh, we can't let people choke each other because, you know, they don't, it doesn't look good on TV. And, yeah. And, yeah, and can't afford the bribes. and <laughs> Exactly <laughs> right. So uh, but you find people taking up that martial art to be an Olympian, not to be like yeah. a good yeah. self-defense sort of fight. Exactly right. I mean, but I think too, one thing that... Um, what I found with uh, BJJ that sets it apart is when you have a traditional martial art, people autom- automatically think it's very stuffy, you know, very hidebound traditionalist and everything. And there are very traditional elements of BJJ, but there's also, you know, occasional dick joke. You know, oh, exactly. You're right. not turning up and having to call everyone uh, sensei, senpai, sir. Mm. Um, professor. Professor. Professor's about as complicated. Well, I mean, at, at your gym, gym, it's coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and usually it's D or dickhead or whatever. But so uh, tell co- everyone who first gets there, you call everyone coach, but once you've yeah. been there for a few weeks, you realize that everyone's on a first name basis because we have that brotherhood attitude there where everyone's friends with everyone. It's more of, and uh, everyone's a student. Everyone's yeah. a You'll teacher. fucking call me coach. <laughs> <laughs> You'll call me daddy. But I, but I think also, I remember one thing uh, Sean Black told me, and I, I still remember it. Um, the unique part about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is that uh, there's such a, a high amount of touch. And that's one of the senses that um, you have to trust someone when you're in such close contact with them. Because you're doing shit that in, uh, in a realistic situation will break bones, will rupture joints. And you trust that person not to do that to you. And they give you the same trust in return. And Did you so, hear that, Polaris? You're nose to nose with that person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Polaris, um, fantastic at heel hooks. <laughs> I wouldn't want to train with a bastard. I'd want to learn from him. That's someone who doesn't do sport jiu-jitsu. He does, <laughs> he, he does he sport jiu-jitsu. very dedicated. But he doesn't do yeah. sport jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's, that's cripple jitsu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it, you can't have an ego when you're in there because if you, if you do, eventually someone's going to decide to show you why that's a bad idea. Exactly right. But uh, the amount of trust that happens naturally between people who are trading in such close proximity. And that, that tr- you're exactly right. And that trust is a delicate state too on the mat and in yeah. the gym. And, and that's, you know, my focus of pretty much the, the latest stage of, of this year as we run out of this year was to make sure that we had that in the gym and that, uh, I, you know, we didn't let anyone come in uh, or yep. any bad attitude sort of surface that would, um, you know... Um, um, break those trusts or, you know, make people start to worry about who they're grappling and that because then everyone's growth slows down, you know, your learning slows down, people don't want to train with that guy, you start getting those little eeks of, you know, dissension in the ranks yeah. and stuff yeah. like yeah. that and that and that's... that's well, Something I had to be very careful of when I started too because, you know, being a 140 kilo white belt when I started, um, that to me, that's the most dangerous person there because they don't know what they're doing if they slip... They fall on somebody that hurts. Mm. Um, so I had to be very conscious of it, and I go, "All right, I'll start on my back. I'm not going to put any pressure on anybody." Um, and we, you know, spoke about Tracy before. Tracy's 45 kilo woman who <laughs> I was knee riding. She goes, "Heath, what are you doing? That's not a knee ride. <laughs> put some pressure in it." I'm like, "I could kill her." I think she called you a pussy. <laughs> yeah, she did. Um, so you know, it's it's that kind of you've got to be careful with it and mm. building that mm. trust up until um, you know couple of years later you go against people and they trust you to go full pace yeah exactly, right, just, exactly you can't right. do it and, and but you i mean in in saying that you you know you, you're probably a, a rarity i'd say like there wouldn't be many guys who come in at, at your size at that time mm. and have that kind of body control and awareness um you're a bit of a 
we have a special person. <laughs> Until a carrot comes special. out, and then yeah, <laughs> you called me what? <laughs> I've been pretty lucky. I haven't uh, bled that often. Um, I used to get blood noses every time I trained up in Sydney, but yeah, there you go. Maybe I learned something. It's all the all the uh, box cutters up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sydney guys, I love you very much. All right, so you know, back with the explosion of uh, tournaments. Um, it's also in the last couple of years we've seen overseas in here as well the introduction of more sub only tournaments. Yeah, Do you like that better? Definitely, yeah, love it. Um, I mean, the one thing is, I don't. I, it can lead you down that path of, you know, forgetting top position, I think. Like, you're yep, happy yep. to get swept. You know, you don't really care too much. But in saying that, it's not such a biggie because, you know, it's all about the sub and and uh, that's really what I'm all about and what I like my guys to be all about. So, yeah, hunting the sub is uh, is, is is the thing. I guess, you know, thinking about some, some other ways they could maybe get the guys to get after it a bit more, you know, maybe yeah, offer yeah. A, a purse for a sub of the night or... Yep. You know, like a five-minute, you know, red zone at the end where you know maybe they, you know, get a bigger purse if they hit the sub in that particular time frame yeah, or something. Idea. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, there's got to be ways to um to really encourage the guys to just just leave it on the mat and, and throw yeah. everything at the sub, you know, and just get after it. So, and like we're saying on uh, one of the other episodes. I think it was Gary Tonin, the only person that's had subbed every match that he's had in. I think he's two from two, two, two from two. Yeah, yeah. Morris, and we're saying that. Um, in my opinion, for at least one of the matches, which obviously should be the headliner, there should be no limit because um, you're going to have people who are first getting introduced to Jiu-Jitsu who are going to watch the time-limited matches and that's going to be their introduction. But you still have to cater for the people who are already experiencing Jiu-Jitsu and they want to see a match end in a sub. And they don't mind waiting as long as it takes because... I think that was a Hickson quote, wasn't it? When he said, uh, you know, if I dump in the middle of the ocean and I tell you I'm coming back in a day, you'll hang out those 24 hours. But if you dump in the middle of the ocean and say nothing just leave mm. they yeah. might last three hours before they die yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an old quote. yeah yeah exactly right you know and um you'd have those uh no no time limit matches and you know the other the other thing will come into it you know like if if, if the guy with lesser technique can hold out maybe he's got more stamina you yeah. know and, that, and that's yep. i was always told by sean that was you know if you lose because you ran out of gas that's yep. worse than getting tapped yeah you yeah, know yeah. so we always you know well Probably not that much back then, but at the time it seemed like we were focusing on our conditioning a lot. <laughs> not compared to these days, obviously, but uh, yeah, the night beers, you know, it, it was always a part though. You know, if you if you if you lost or you were beaten in a, in a self defense situation because you gassed, yep. you know that that's you know that's it that's is. you've let yourself down. So, yep. you know, that's probably going to be a part of those no time limit matches. You know that. If, mm. if the guy with less technique, the one you thought would lose easily, can just stave off the other yeah. guy and, and expose his, his lack of gas, well, that's another way to win, you know? So. Yeah, but I think when it gets down to that point too, you, you see who wants it more. Like the, right. the guy that yeah. can, guy or girl, that can de- dig that little bit deeper and just yeah. give that last little bit of strength. And you've got to respect that. Like, yeah. And, and you win or lose. You, you, you see, see the other, them. Yeah, you can see it in the other person who mentally taps. Yes. You know, they're, yeah. They've already they're given an excuse. Done. Just get me something. And that's yeah. why I think the women do a better job in those situations because they've oh, got they less, less to lose from a career perspective. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Because they're... they're Jiu-jitsu for females isn't as as um, highly watched as it is for males, and so it's in their better interest to put on the best show they can, yep. even if they lose. Whereas and, the and, men have got reputations. And just quietly, do you guys know any women that like to lose? <laughs> no, <laughs> way. no, no way. I think no. uh, not just being okay with losing, but uh, I think a lot of women have a lot more self-respect in their own competitiveness. Um, especially Especially when they're rolling with blokes they are dating. Uh, we saw Anne-Marie uh, in her oh. grading recently. Her uh, opening gambit, instead of going for the takedown with her loving husband, uh, she went for the face slap. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Slapped his face, like, just to get him going, and then took him down on his neck. It was super impressive. <laughs> and that's yeah. sort of, and, like, you know, she'd give up a, quite a few um, inches in height to Grant, but... Uh, the confidence she was able to bring forward and the aggressiveness, I think... In, in the uh, last round of her grading, too. Oh, yeah. and so, so 20-odd minutes into it. Yeah, so she's... For the people that don't know, she's grappled 20 people. Uh, you know, by that time, you are knackered. You are so damn tired. You're sweating. You don't even know how many people you're gone, don't know how many people you've got to go. Yeah, and then you look up, and there's your partner. And it's like, last one, last one. Was, They're the was, last person standing in your way, and she just left it all in that. <laughs> she ate him up. There was everything in that slap too. It wasn't no. It wasn't for show. It was a slap. It was full, full blooded. In fair, he 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 took it well. Oh, like, he did. He take started it well. pissing himself laughing. No. He loved it. Anywhere else is domestic <laughs> violence. Here is just an opening gambit. Yeah. But, no, it was uh, good. It's, yeah. And and it's a it's a it's a another you know awesome part of our club where, um, you know we've got husbands and wives training together. Mm. We've got you know you guys are brothers training together. Oh, me and my family, fantastic. Brings the kids. Yeah, mm, yeah. Kids. You know, whole families training on the mat. Next year, we've got um, some of the mums and dads of our kids that train joining in. So yeah, generations. Well, so you, you have a strong, um, strong junior class, don't you? Like you got a lot of young, young kids who join yeah, the club. Yeah, yeah. We've got about um, what are we up to? Probably about 35, 40 kids at the moment. Shit, that's Shit. really good. Um, and uh, we run two different classes: a young group and a, and a, and a senior group. What's, what's the youngest that you uh, <laughs> accept accept enrollments? Well, we look at we look at kids around around five. Um, I got a four-year-old in there. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, broke the mold. Kids are different. Kids, you know, all kids are different. Some five-year-olds are, you know, quite mature for their age. Some yep. are just like still yeah. running around, banging into walls. So yeah. we sort of look at them at that age and decide at the time, you know, whether yep. they're going to get anything out of it. So, yep. but um, the, the the younger kids, they're all it's all about movement for them and getting yep. them just to move right and, yep. and work proper posture and and uh, you know, basically preparing them body-wise for the next stage, which yep. will be, you know, starting to really get the technique going and stuff like that. So, Especially in Australian jiu-jitsu, because it hasn't been around here for that long. Um, they're the scary ones, because they're going to be, you know, starting yeah. at such a young oh, age. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, everyone else, you know, might have started in their 20s, and mm. or, you know, for us, you know, really took it seriously in our 30s. Yeah. It's, those guys are just going to be on a different level. Well, you um, think of anyone... 20 plus who BJJ was their first martial art and there's yeah. not that many no. most people started with something else and mo- transitioned to BJJ for whatever reason but you're going to get kids starting 
and that's their uh, primary art from day one. Yeah, they're going to be beasts. Yeah. Like, that's going to be their AFL. Well, I, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you you guys have seen um, Lilith roll, my daughter, mm. and um, she she's fought in in quite a few comps, and she's actually at thirteen years old won quite a few adult women's comps. Yeah, um, and uh, she's she's sponsored as well. Um, I've seen a roll. I keep How ducking you... her at class, but <laughs> yeah, I've seen a roll. Give give the sponsor a plug. Yeah, yeah uh, Megami Jiu Jitsu. Um, that's uh, Esther's. Esther's uh, brand, uh, great we'll, geese, t-shirts. All we'll put a link here, up but, uh, on our website after this podcast as well. Yeah. So, and um, the thing that I, the initiative that I like seeing in Australia was the girls in gee, where they'd get um, it's a. Oh, you explain what it is. The girls in gee where they do training camps, yeah. Yeah, I look at the girls in gee. It's a, it's a, it's a cool thing. It was started out um, by Jess Fraser. It's um, basically just a, a group for ladies to just converse and discuss and and workshop and chat and all that sort of stuff and talk about jiu-jitsu issues and just basically strengthen women's jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and I mean, we've got um, inroad for women coming into jiu-jitsu because one of the barriers that a lot of them face is just the physical contact in close quarters with other guys that they don't know. And I yeah. Think it's, it's important to mention too that these aren't, uh, you know, your super butch, aggressive women. They're just girls, everyday women, everyday women and, you know, they might, walks of life. might be uh, uh, heels and nail polish women. They might be, you know... Uh, Bit well, more some, of our, some of our guys are in the hills and nail polish. Yeah. So don't judge me. I'm fine. Yeah, no, that's all good. I can say a lot of them are, but I mean, they run you know um, daytime classes where they have uh, uh, like a crèche there, and you know the kids can go there and yeah. they they roll and they chat. Mm. And, you know, it's really good, and it's overseas as well. You know, it's yeah, not just yeah, Australia. It's, yeah, it's starting to happen in the states and everywhere else. We actually held, uh, I believe it was the first or the second A gig camp at our at our yep. club, and we, I think we had 75 women on the mat. Jeez, wow. Ended up doing workshops all day they slept at the gym got yep. up the next day did, literally yeah, yeah no they did they slept on the yep. mats um and uh you know they ended up training all the next day doing judo and etc etc and we had food delivered and stuff so i mean that, that's that's cool stuff you know yeah. like um hmm. they're, they're good uh good good things for the ladies and uh you know it's empowering and all that sort of stuff and yeah and that's what i was going to say before with um women doing jiu-jitsu even if you never have to use it in any sort of self-defense way, it's a great way to build confidence and to build um, that that ability to interact with other people in close quarters and not feel weird and strange and, you know. Look, it's got to be better than standing on the friggin' treadmill with a 24-hour gym at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Some meathead trying to um, spot you while you're doing your curls. Exactly <laughs> right. I mean, you know, how, how boring to be in the gym doing that stuff when you could be choking the shit out of some other yeah. bird. Oh, babe, do you even? <laughs> oh, my the thing is, if your boyfriend doesn't do jiu-jitsu, you could seriously fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> so get on the mat, lady. So you, you could turn your boyfriend get into a girlfriend. <laughs> So uh, back on the tournament stuff, um, mixed martial arts. Do you think that's good for jujitsu? Um, is it the next evolution of jujitsu? Because I mean, it, it's basically mixed martial arts came from Brazilian jujitsu, you know, and the, and the Gracies, and when they uh, formula formalized it. Do you think it's good? Um, I think it has a place. I think it definitely has a place. Um, I do worry again about culture. I mean. It starts to get that little bit meat heady. You get that meat heady thing. You know, you're teaching you're teaching fighting skills without, um, without the um, character, without the budo, if you like. You know, the, the mm-hmm, martial yeah. arts way of life. You know, um, only using it when necessary and and, and honor and and you know all that sort of stuff. And and um, you know, they, these guys can actually fight. You know, these guys are beasts. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I worry about their, where their heads at and stuff. And you know, mm-hmm. call me a bit more old school, but I think it was. You know, 
for me, it was more enjoyable when it was style against style. Yeah. Whereas now they're all the same, yeah. and and it's more yeah. of an absolute yeah. sport. You know, it's a proper sport now. So, yeah. look, I don't I don't dislike it. Um, it's not something I really get into. I, I don't mind watching it if there's a good jiu-jitsu player in there, and he and he's going to use jiu-jitsu and not try and box on. Damn, Maya. Oh, yeah. Why did Maya want to become a boxer for some reason? I remember there was some. I think they feel they want to prove a point. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I don't. Yeah. I or they don't knock get one it. person out. And they're like, "Hey, I'm a boxer now." Yeah, <laughs> Roy Nelson. I'm gonna say, but then you get Roy Nelson, who's a world class grappler, you know, and yeah. we've seen him compete at um, is it ADC? KFC. Yeah. No, it was ADCC. <laughs> it was ADCC yeah. against like Matt Hughes, yeah. and you know, wipe the floor with him. Yeah, um, yeah. And then yeah. he wants to go toe to toe with Mark Hunt. Yep. How would that work out for you, champ? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Again, it's 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 a sport thing, you know. Like they're not they're not. If it was if if it was that same old school style martial art, they'd be defending their honor and defending their clubs and their styles honor, and they'd fight in their style. Whereas yeah, now they yeah. they just you know they just you have to be a genuine mixed martial yeah, art. I think, yeah. I think too though, it's a matter of money and uh, the spectacle. Because if you're yeah. if you're out there knocking people out, the average uh, the average uneducated yeah. fan, but the average bloke who drinks his cheap ass beer and likes to yell at the fighters can appreciate a knockout. But when you see, like, remember in um, when Seven versus Hoist Gracie, yeah. the commentator didn't yeah. even know what was going on because uh, uh, Hoist Gracie had him in a triangle choke. And the commentator, Jim Brown, I want to no, say? Jim Brown was there, but there was a, another karate guy who was the expert commentator. Jim yeah. Brown didn't he's know saying, He's got him exactly where he wants him because uh, Seven had top position, which yeah. in uh, traditional wrestling, wrestling college yeah. wrestling, was uh, a dominant position. Mm, and mean, yeah. next to you know, he's tapping. And the commentators had no idea what the fuck was going on. I think that even then they still called it a shoulder lock. But, yeah. you know, because they weren't educated. Yeah. But, you know, that's 15, 20 years now. Mm. 21 years, Fuck I think. I am old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eons ago, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I think, obviously, that helped fuel the growth of jiu-jitsu. And, you know, that's why the UFC started was yeah. you know, yeah. by the Gracies trying to grow jiu-jitsu. I think one thing, like, like you're saying about how you worry about the uh, jiu-jitsu MMA, I think one of the concerning things is that's people's only exposure to jiu-jitsu is from Through MMA. martial arts. Yeah, that, that's We're, worrying. Well, that's yeah. where I like Metamoros coming about. And they're, they're working with the similar platform to uh, mixed martial arts, but they're giving people that, that leeway to go, all right, so we've already got you interested in it from mixed martial arts, but this is what jiu-jitsu is really like. And so I think Metamoros is really important, but they have to do it the right way. And that's why the last card where there weren't many subs, and I mean, you're always going to watch Henzo roll with anybody. Yeah. Uh, I think with Sack should have been the uh, co-headline. They should have had someone else in there. The, you know, the high-end um, people who compete, BJJ. Yeah, like a serious, hardcore, not just yeah. a Legends match yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Poor old... Uh, Sack. Like, I love Sack, man. Yeah, everyone yeah. loves Sack. He just rubber. looked was like a car wreck victim. Yeah, the, Poor guy. He was, his was body's the, ruined. The fighting for grips for... Like 15 oh, minutes was just poor guy, and he didn't look good afterwards. No. He looked like he was in pain. It's yeah. a shame yeah. too because I don't remember Sakuraba versus Carlos Newton, mm. yeah. the most technical fi- uh, MMA fight I've ever in seen. Pride. It was beautiful. Yeah, only went for about six minutes, but it was. And it, both of them looked like they had agreement. No punching. I'll no punching. What. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've great. never watched it for six minutes because I've watched it for about 35. Because each time you see something, you're like, "Holy shit!" Rewind. Rewind. Right, yeah. Here's what happened. He yeah. moved. He moved. Wow. Hey, baby, come here for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, let, me, let me try something on you. Actually, Jody and myself have a, have a favourite one. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, North South. Josh Eddy. Diaz and... Uh, um, his dealer. Oh, he went a bit crazy, the guy. I can't remember his name now. He, Is he that MMA or BJJ? 
Uh, BJJ guy. Um, oh, is it, it was it was uh, UFC. UFC fight. Um, but um, Mitrione. Nick Diaz. Um, I, he's a heavyweight. Oh, what's his name? He, he uh, I can see his face. Anyway, it was it was same thing, but they they were throwing punches, but it was just a, a great display of you know controlling with jujitsu and avoiding punches and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, um, we watched that one regularly. Did you fight? Trying to remember who it was. I, like well, I said, guys, at the start, my me memory now. is. <laughs> Actually, speaking of who are we? So is mine. Speaking yeah. of the same camp. <laughs> How do you feel about when um, jiu-jitsu players from the same uh, training uh, gym, they end up meeting in the middle of a tournament and they decide, or, <laughs> in the finals, and they decide to, oh, no, no, that's fine, we'll agree, and uh, we'll take the two medals, go home and uh, decide who wins later? Yeah, look, I, I, I don't know, I don't get that. <laughs> that's a little weird for I've, me I've never seen two of your fighters do it <laughs> I, I've, I've seen the offer made by the ref are you guys going to fight look I, and, I don't uh, yeah I don't know why they wouldn't fight and I, and I can only imagine that if my two guys shook hands and agreed to walk off I would just be like what they'd the only walk to the car park and that's where the fight would <laughs> yeah, yeah the next fight would be with me outside but I yeah I don't know I don't see what that's about um, like I said it's probably it's probably a culture derived in a, in a sporting um, you know, a, a club that deals or, or trains mainly for sport jiu-jitsu. It's mm. not something I understand. I think if you're going to go on a comp, like I said, uh, you know, we're there, we're there to have a crack at uh, at each other and see what's going on. And yep. and if two of my guys get to the final, like, fight it out, boys. Like, yeah, leave it on the mat. Exactly like, right. And the we're going to cheer for everyone, so. You, yeah. you could tap one guy every day in the gym, but when it gets on the mat in that situation yeah. where Prime pressure's time. involved and there's something on the line, it's all different. And you oh, have to yeah. go through that to challenge yourself in those situations to understand how good your game is. Yeah, well, that's, been that's there, the done that, yeah. Yeah. I... I, I uh, went into, into division as a blue belt and uh, a guy that I used to mop the floor with and teach a lot. Um, I met him in the final and uh, I gassed and uh, he got me. Yeah. And uh, I'd never, never lost to him before ever. I never had any trouble with him. And yeah, I lost to him in the final and uh, I learned a big lesson from that. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And if you had just shook hands and gone back to the mat and taken the gold medal, it's something that you wouldn't have been able to um, incorporate in your game and, and train to work harder to um, get better at when exactly you get back on right. the mat. Yeah, yeah. Exactly Plus, right. comps are expensive. You yeah. want, you want <laughs> every match you get, right? Yeah, too right. Yeah, yeah I, I don't understand it either because it's not like, I mean, it's a jiu-jitsu match and you're showing each other, you know, what, Showing everybody what you can do and what your school can teach. Why wouldn't you put it on? You know, yeah, and for, it's probably and the other thing is it's likely to be a very good match because yeah, yeah. they both come other. from yeah they know each other's games. It's it's likely to be a very good match. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, if clubs want to do that, it's fine. We're not saying it's wrong. We're just saying that uh, you know why it's not wrong. put on a show? <laughs> yeah. We're not saying no, it's wrong. It is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Right, fuck them, they're dickheads then. <laughs> well, I mean, you're there to fight, and that's what you're trained to do. And from day one at, well, the two jiu-jitsu gyms that I've been at, and from all accounts, everyone, you leave your ego at, at the door, or you yeah. leave your ego at the mat. So if you can't take getting, you know, beaten in front of a crowd, regardless with, with who your opponent is, then, you know, you're missing the fundamental lesson that's the day dot lesson. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's an interesting thing, but, you and, know, I, I don't dare to comment too much on it, because... Uh, Sport jiu-jitsu is, uh, you know, it's it's something I enjoy, but... Uh, it's not something that you're going to yeah, campaign for. It's not yeah. the be-all and end-all. It's not the be-all and end-all of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so. but, uh, there are, Still fun. There are it's some, very fun. There are some great tournaments up. Uh, yeah, some uh, good ones getting around. Especially uh, BOA. It's coming up soon, too. Yeah, uh, the, the, BOA, the BOA competitions are... Uh, uh, well, I haven't actually been to one yet, but they look uh, pretty high level, and the, the setting looks great. They're pretty fancy... Uh, with their, they've got their tables and and dinner served and really nice looking place and 
<laughs> big fights in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's in Dandenong. <laughs> it's in Melbourne Town Hall on February 15th. Um, in 2015, um, we might be seeing um, a certain black belt from Perkins Jiu-Jitsu there. Yeah, well, unofficially, officially, uh, I've received an invite to fight uh, at the next borough in February. Um, and put it this way, if it's not on the card, you'll be fighting out the front. Yeah, yeah, if it's not <laughs> on the card, you know, just make your way to the car park afterwards. <laughs> no, no, it's um, it's been set up, uh, so I'm still just waiting to, to finalise the details and stuff. Um but, uh, yeah, it looks like I'll be fighting under 70 in the gi um, versus a very, very good friend of mine and um, compatriot on the mat, uh, Jamie Murray, uh, who I've fought several times before um, in some super epic battles too, um, some some really great ones. Uh, uh, and, I, and I definitely owe him uh, a win <laughs> so, for me. So, <laughs> yeah, it's two and one at the moment just from memory. So I definitely need that, that next one. So. And, and the last time you fought? I've seen the video. The, the last time we fought was an, a little bit of an epic battle. Um, We're talking three or four years ago? Oh, Maybe it was longer? Qu- no, I don't think it was quite that no? long ago. Um, it was probably two years ago. Two? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, his half guard on the bottom is insane, and I was struggling. And uh, late late in the match, I, he swept me, um, to which point I threw, threw my guard in and started working and, and managed to clip a triangle on. Um, and his, his uh, response was to stand bolt upright. So I just kept it on and, and sort of adjusted it and managed to sink it in. But yeah, I was I, I was up in the air, <laughs> which was a little, was, was a little worrying. Like you're literally sitting on his shoulders at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but you know, I had my hips high and I and I knew I had it locked in, so I knew I could finish it. So, um, you know, I put his arm across and started started really really squeezing, and I'd left it too late in the match and uh, his coach yelled out you know 10 seconds to go and um, I was squeezing 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 and he was starting to wobble and um, <laughs> the timer ran out and I jumped off and yeah his eyes were, were back in his head and, and he and he was nearly out but he managed to hold on so he got that win you heard, um, he managed to last under the to the whistle yeah and he said to me afterwards you know a couple more seconds and he was toast but um, you know he got the win he's a tough fighter Jamie and, and uh, you know I really look forward to uh, to rolling with him again and and you know, getting out there on on a, on a big stage and uh, having some fun. So it's a shame he's such a nice guy because then you can hate him and we'll put more into the fight. But at the same time, that's jujitsu, isn't it? Yeah, talk to a shit on here and you know get a bit of leverage. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, look, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to talk shit uh, uh, about him, but um, no. Look, in all honesty, um, Jamie's. You know, he, he's one of the, he's one of my jujitsu heroes. To be honest, um, his culture, his club, and the way he runs things is. Um, it's been a it's been a standard for me. It's been a bit of a inspiration for me as well. So, <clears throat> I, lo- I love the fact I get to fight him. And uh, you know, it's again going back to that honesty between people when they roll. Yep. This is where it's going to be for us, and 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 we'll be able to leave it on the mat and go as, go hard as hell. But at the end, you know, the winner really, you know, if I could lose to anyone, I don't mind losing to Jamie. So yep. you know, not that I'm going to lose Jamie, just so you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know. It's going to be a good fight, and uh, and I love the guy, so uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So. We're going to put a little bit of extra sauce on this on this match. We're going to put a, a bit of side bets there. Cherry right. It, both uh, both your club and Jamie's club, Renegade, have the black and green. Is somebody going to have to go pink if they if they lose? <laughs> so go the fluoro yellow mankini, I reckon. <laughs> uh, so who's going to have to wear a wig? I'm because a... <laughs> we can't we can't have hair versus hair if they're both bald. So we've got to go the other way. I'm uh, I'm. Uh... Not entering into this at all. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll sign you up for it, whatever we feel like. <laughs> well, I mean, the good go. thing about um, uh, matchups like that, where you've got a history of putting on uh, 
good fights is that you don't need to hate each other. It doesn't have to need no. to be animosity. It's a fight that people would know from history is going to be an awesome matchup. And you're going to see a very technical and a very high-level jiu-jitsu fight. Yeah, look, I hope so. Um, we've always gone at it like cats and dogs when we fight. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's it's just, uh, again, it just comes down to that, uh, you know, we're happy to we're happy to do that with each other. We're not worried that the other person's going to do something dumb yeah. and, uh, you know... <laughs> crack the shits or anything like crack that. Crack the shits or break something off or, you know... It's looking just to make a, a name for themselves from one yeah, fight yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, no, nah, look, I'm pretty happy to, to, to fight him and it should be a good match, so... And also rep the club, you know. We rep the yeah, club, it's which is a great for, thing. You know, I get yeah. to rep the club at, at, at my age, which, had, you know, again, I'm not not super huge on sport jiu-jitsu, but, um, you know. It's important from a club um, yeah, sort of exactly uh, right. getting it out there. Yeah, yeah exactly the right. And also, also testing yourself, not just, uh, not just jiu-jitsu, but your resolve, just how to front yeah. up the person and say, let's go. And it's fun because it yeah. you know, becomes goal-based training again. You know, it's not just the, the mundane. So now, I'm, you know, I've got a thought in mind. I've got a got something coming up so now when i hit the mat you know i've got a purpose and uh and uh all my guys have already shown that they're happy to to, to help me out and really and any you've got to just so. started back competing again haven't you? you had a few injuries and so i mean you competed at the last was it vic championships or was it yeah yeah i competed the, at the at the vic uh the state championships uh yeah. just passed back in june i think yeah yeah and uh, uh i uh actually Did got well bumped well? up yeah i got yeah. bumped up two weight divisions um yeah pretty standard for, for smaller guys that account for the ego um <laughs> Yeah, like you say ego, I say penis. But, uh, but uh, suck my ego. Yeah. I ended up uh, ended up managing to to get the gold at that one. So that was my first um, so undefeated op- as a black belt. Is what you're saying? Undefeated as a black belt. I'll take that. Um, I was pretty happy with that win because it's always uh, it's always good to win in front of your guys. So. That's a knee ride for you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to win in front of your boys. You know, it's uh, it's uh, I- I'm lucky. I've had more good wins in front of my guys than I have losses. So, um, and, and that builds character in your club as well. You know what I mean? They get a best interest, and in, everyone loves seeing the coach do well. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's exactly right. And I tell you, the coach hates not doing well in front of his guys. I can <laughs> yeah. tell you that. That's and not a good feeling. It's <laughs> like it's like the um, coach's challenge on the Ultimate Fighter, where. It's only ten grand, but the team fucking loves it yeah. when their coach gets up. <laughs> Doesn't matter if they're playing ping pong or, yeah. or yeah. volleyball or what. One thing I do love is how involved uh, the whole team is in the fights. It's not just supporting your uh, club mate or teammate or whatever. It's also trying to get the best zinger. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> you see, um, I remember seeing. Uh, I think it was uh, young Cameron, yeah. uh, Cameron Byrne, trying to put a triangle on, and I, th- I can't remember who it was. Someone yelled out. Put your dick in his armpit. <laughs> and you see him look across and go, oh, yeah. And then you're trying to sink it in. But, uh, you know, just getting that one zinger in and the whole crowd sort of turns and goes, what the fuck? Golf clap. Oh, yeah, I was right. <laughs> yes, yeah. that makes sense. But then, but then you kind of see them go, oh, those pricks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've been working on my zingers and uh, my one-liners uh, as a coach. And uh, I do just come out with some beauties uh, while I'm coaching guys. I think the best one was recently with Jean who uh, dominated at the Pampax, one of, one of our blue belts, just put on a show. And uh, he ended up uh, mounting uh, the guy who was killing everyone else. And I remember yelling out, uh, you know, stay there, stay there, sign the lease, baby. And uh, I just kind of thought to myself, where the hell did that come from? And, the, the, things, the things you say in the heat of the moment. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Um, I've, I have said that a few times in the bedroom uh, since then, but uh, yeah, no. Nah. So you got the lease signed, wasn't it? In yeah, the yeah. So. I don't know what Sean was doing in there, but... Pa- passing my guard as usual, so... <laughs> the thing is, get rid of you. Especially with, with watching jiu-jitsu, 
even the spectators get white line fever. It's like they've crossed oh. the pitch onto the mat. And uh, it doesn't matter if any of you know nothing about jiu-jitsu, you'll be in there yelling and trying to give advice. <laughs> uh, the best ones are, are people you obviously have no idea and yeah. they're like, you know, do, so- do something, do something, do something. Or, I love it know. when you're under mount or something. They go, get out of there. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Shit. No, I can try shit, I'll get out of there. Yeah. I've got him right where I want him. <laughs> get out of there. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, back to the big fight with uh, with Jamie at, at Boa, February 15. We'll put links up and all that kind of stuff, you know, officially, unofficially. Um, it's, it's about as big as a stage as Jiu-Jitsu gets in a, in Australia. You know, it's going to be teleca- well, uh, live, live streamed. Yeah. Live streamed. Um, so it's a good chance for you know, a sponsor to get on board, isn't it? Look, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm an old man. Uh, <laughs> uh, sponsors are always great. They, uh, you know, they, they, they help each other out. Obviously, back and forth, the, the club and, and the person and, and the sponsor. But uh, We're only talking about one sponsor here. Yeah. Look, We're only looking at one sponsor. There, there's only one sponsor that, that I like, uh, well, that I'd want, and, you know, just quietly, <coughs> Bull Terrier. Bull Terrier. Uh, your geese rock. Uh, they fit me perfect. I love you. Uh, I actually breed Bull Terriers. I say, if you... A Bull Terrier ate my last Bull Terrier gee. <laughs> so if you can't sponsor me for that, you know, there's, there's a problem. I've so. written to the Bull Terrier Facebook page um, about it. No response yet. So this is how we're going to get it going. Um, A1? A1, guys. A1 size. Uh, black, black flame on. That's the one I want, the flames. If, flame if you can't think of a better person to sponsor, if you're Bull Terrier, one, you know, runs your own gym. Um, the best person you can get off the mat, as he is on it, in the biggest event in jiu-jitsu in Australia. I mean, he breeds fucking Bull Terriers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just going to go back and say again, a Bull Terrier ate my Bull Terrier gee. That's that's a phenom. That's never happened anywhere ever, mind you. If uh, if they do come aboard and sponsor and they send a white gee, fucking off. Oh yeah, no, no, it's and black. I mean, it has to be probably black. get rid of Maluko and change it to Dion the Pitbull. Bull Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> What's with you guys in the Pitbull? No, I don't know. I just went in my head. So yeah, we got to get Bull Terrier on board. Right it has to happen. So how are how are um, Bella and uh, what's your other Benny? Benny? Yeah, Benny and Bella. It's really hard to yell out when they run away because you're kind of going, Bellella, Vanilla, <laughs> Borella, fucking dog. And they usually are fucking. Well, that's um, that's, that's what a breeding pair does. Pretty point. much, pretty much. Um, oh, look, they're great. They wreck everything. My house is a wreck. They've eaten, they ate the Xbox just recently. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, Bull Terriers, they're robust, man. They're, they're, a, they're a full-on dog. So, um, so yeah, Bull Terrier geese, get on board because we we got we got the man for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, just make sure it's a black gay, not a white. Got to be black, black A one Bull Terrier. So, unless you get like an A two jacket, so you can do the sleeveys. You'll be swimming in an A two jacket. Yeah, no, you can do some awesome sleeve chokes from across the room. Well, I've actually yeah. just ordered an A two jacket, A one pants from Raven. Oh, really? A two yeah. jacket now. Well, I just wanted to try it. Been doing the bicep curls. Just want to try it. Been doing the bench press. I find the pants fit beautifully, but the the jackets are a little tight in the shoulders. Oh, there you are. Mm. How do you pronounce your nickname, Maluko? Maluko. Maluko. Yeah. How'd that come about? In my head, I always see it. Um, Dion Maluko Perkins. Gonzalez. No, let me think his name. All right, after a little research break there, um, your uh, nickname, Maluko, have I got that right? Malucho. That's about as uh, good as I pronounce it, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to, to do Portuguese with a country twang. 
Exactly right. Yeah, with a, with an Adelaide lisp. <laughs> so, um, how did Maluko come about? Um, it was pretty interesting actually, because um, you know we were joking. Me, me, and uh, a good friend and training partner Julian were joking sort of earlier on in the, in, the, in the previous months about you know, gee, I wish we really had one of those Portuguese nicknames. You know, like a proper jiu-jitsu player, <laughs> and uh, you know we were being silly and giving ourselves nicknames or whatever. And anyway, we ended up doing um, a seminar with uh, Rafael Gordo. Um, at my coach's club, Peter DeBean's club in St Kilda, and uh, it was packed to the hilt, and we were, we were grappling. And, th- and this guy, Gordo, um, his mount is just the most... I've never felt pressure like that in my life. Yeah. This guy could tap you just by sitting on the mount. Yeah. It was it was fucked, for want of a better word. And, you know, he would drive his, like, arse bones up under your ribs and yeah. just kill you. Like, he, he, this guy could just kill you with his mount. And um, he was basically destroying everyone in the gym, and... Um, I ended up sort of rolling with him and, and um, he got mount. We started with him on mount and I, I wanted to test the way I defend and escape mount and, and I found that um, I could actually do it. I was defending it well and I was escaping it well and to his surprise and mine, uh, <laughs> uh, funnily enough. And, uh, you know, I, I felt pretty good about that and I was, I was you know, happy with, with myself and, you know, I, I was sort of, you know, um, the belief I had in my in my defense and escape system was found was consolidated through that so i was happy with that and uh, at the end of the uh seminar he uh he was addressing the group and rah rah and he uh he goes oh you know only one of you guys you know understood how to escape the mount properly and he pointed me out in a group of like you know 15 black belts and stuff and i was only around <laughs> at the time and i just like shrank down Uh-oh. i was like oh my god like holy shit <laughs> And then at the end, um, you know, we sort of finished up and I went to shake his hand to say thank you for the for the techniques and the training. And he was there chatting away with my coach uh, in, in Portuguese and obviously I don't understand any of it, but I, I knew they were talking about me. And um, I heard I heard the word Maluco come up and uh, he's looking at me and I'm looking at my coach Pete and I'm sort of like, hang on, what's going on here? And, and uh, <clears throat> Pete turns to me and he goes, oh, look, he, he thinks you've got crazy eyes, like you're a crazy person, you know, Maluko. And I was like, yeah. story, I'll, story I'll, checks out. I'll take that. So, uh, it's, called worse. It's stuck, yeah. So um, Maluko so, it is. So. so have you ever put it into Google Translate just to make sure he wasn't bullshitting? Yeah, it doesn't mean, um, you Little know, man, spider man whore or, um, you know, um, infected corpse or anything like that, which would be cool. Uh me googling it now. <laughs> I'm just double checking. Yeah, apparently no, that is twat face. Twat face. Okay, yeah, well, I can. I'll wear that. No, it just yeah, crazy. Apparently, so. You know, legit means madman. 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 That's crazy, even better. Crazy daft or madman. Madman. I'll take that. Yeah, three from three. Three from yeah. three, mate. I'm in. So anyway, that's how that happened. And so did Julian end up getting a Brazilian nickname or? Um, no, no. Unfortunately, it was only me that night, but. Um, or if you escape Mount, he might have fucking got one. Yeah. <laughs> Work your man escapes, Jules. There has been a, a, a lot of... Um, Controversy or, yeah, or talk? Uh, uh, anger or, you know, uh, hurt feelings, I suppose, about when you have a student that uh, obviously a coach puts a lot of time into, and for whatever reason, they decide to transition to another gym. Um, do you think that can be done... Well, do you think it can be done well? And Is there an is, etiquette to it? Yeah, is there a way to do it that doesn't make you come off as a, a creonch. And first of all, if anybody calls you a creonch, does that automatically make them just somebody you don't want to associate yourself with? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, we. I mean, I've had people, we, you know, I've had students leave my gym to go to other gyms, but, um, you know, Not- some some were for, for 
what I like to think are valid reasons. Others, um, not so valid reasons. So, you know, if, you, if you're training somewhere and you move houses and you end up, you've got to drive an hour to get there, well, that's, you know... That's life. That's got to be looked at. That's life, you know. Life changes and things yeah. things happen. And Your family and that. You know, too. also, you know, if it turns out that the coach maybe isn't, you know, treating you appropriately or you're not getting what you want out of the jiu-jitsu, like truthfully not getting what you want out of the training, it's another reason why not, right? Or if he's too good looking... I mean, you know, that can happen. That's happened before to me. But, you know, well, that's another story. At the end of the day, where you train is your choice, isn't it? I mean, exactly right. Yeah. Where you train is your choice. I tell everyone who walks in my gym, if you're not happy where you're training, then why are you training there? And that includes us. Like, you know, if, if we're not getting what you want from us, find somewhere where you where you are getting what you want. Life's too short to to spend your time wasting it. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I find it funny the people that complain about, you know, people leaving out their gym, but they're more than happy to accept somebody else coming into their gym. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's yeah, both ways. Yeah, exactly yeah. right, exactly right. Um, you know, people it, come and go and sway I, I guess the, the, the big issue I have with it is is going back to what we were talking about before as far as sport and martial art. And, and you know, when I when I started training martial arts, you train, you found your coach, you found your, your club. It may take a, a bit of time to find the right one, but when you're there, you commit and you're loyal and you and, and and you know you're loyal to your club and to to your coach so um and I see to yourself lot, yeah and to yeah. yourself exactly right and i see a lot of guys these days going you know oh you know i'm going to train here for for a few months and then i'm going to move on to the next club and see if i can get something from that that's going to help me in tournaments and it becomes almost like football bloody yeah. teams you know what do you call yeah. it like what do they do you know trading trading draft, season yeah. draft season yeah. you know and it's like that's that's ridiculous. That's like you're letting you're letting your team down, you're letting your coach down, you're letting yourself down. There's no loyalty in it, you know. And, and it's and, and again, it leads back to that thing. It's not a sport; it's a martial art. So that's that's really the main issue I have with it. If you leave on on legitimate reasons, that's fair enough. Life gets in the way and happens sometimes. But if you're leaving because you think you can avoid hard work, <laughs> that's the one that gets that irks me. You know, it's like, man, if you think you can go over to this other club and they're going to teach you a magic trick that's going to yeah, make you yeah. win gold, that's just bullshit. You're cheating yourself. You're lying to yourself. Yep. There's no substitute for for mat fitness. Yeah. Well, hit the mat. Hard work. Time on the mat. You know, talk to your coach. Talk to your peers. Also, plenty of places will say we can teach you to work smarter, and that's fine. But if you can work smarter and harder. You'd be much better off anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I think back to a bit of a, a thing that was getting around on, on Facebook of uh, there was a, a video of a karate club and, and the guys in it were, you know, they weren't the fittest dudes and their technique was, wow, it was pretty bad. But, and, and everyone was laughing at them and saying, you know, oh, look at these bozos and all the rest of it. But you know what? Maybe their technique was crap. Maybe they were fat and useless and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, I guarantee they were a loyal club. They looked yep. like a loyal yeah. bunch of dudes. And and they were they were serious about what they did, and, and they they there was a lot of respect going on and all that stuff. So, regardless of how maybe inept they were at their at their style, you know, they were there every day and they were loyal to their club and their coach and each and if, other. So if they're enjoying it, then that's it, isn't it? Too yeah. right, yeah. exactly right. It's, Who's to say they're not killing it? You know, yeah. like if if martial art doesn't build character, isn't that sort of the primary purpose of it to improve yourself? Exactly, no, kick right. somebody's ass. Well, in in my opinion, I think that. Like we were saying before, you've got to find a club that suits you, that suits what you want to get out of jiu-jitsu and your character and who you are as a person. But I think once you've once you've found that place, um, it's okay to go and train with other people and, and try and further your education, but you always got to bring that home to the club that you call home. Too right. My, my, my partner said it best. Jody said it best. She said, uh, 
roll with everyone you can, but you train with your club. Yeah, because yeah. the way I look at it is if if you teach someone how to drive a car, you can't tell them where they can and can't drive that car. Yeah. But that car always comes back to the garage. Comes I, like the I see where you're going. That, that was kind of weird, but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of thought in that one. Yeah. <laughs> about three beers. <laughs> I was more thinking about, you know, once you've got a missus, you can still oh, I see what drive your going. car. <laughs> you can still drive your car to various areas of King Street so, and you still end up coming home in that car. And parking your car in her garage. So is that... Yeah, sleeping on the couch. Um, on that, is that a legitimate reason to leave? Is you, you know, There's a lot of guys that come to jiu-jitsu because they're you know, single and then all of a sudden they find a girl and you don't see them as often anymore. Well, that, uh, the wombats with our mates, Jimmy. <laughs> 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 nah, look, you know, and that—that's a part of jujitsu, you know, like finding the, finding the relationship. It's great. It's great seeing the young guys. You know, they they get the, especially the the guys that are here at uni, and they're struggling with uni and 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 working their asses off, and they're still trying to squeeze the jujitsu in. And then they find a girl, and you know, that's all part of it. That's to me, that's that's part of jujitsu. You know, that the outside stuff has to fit with the jujitsu stuff. And that's that lifestyle we talk about, and and you know they might take a bit of time off the map, but they always come back to it. And you know their their, their girlfriend is actually their mistress, and jujitsu is actually their girlfriend. Yeah, because it's fucking like remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, half the time jujitsu is the reason they get a girlfriend. I mean, or or the reason they don't need one if you're flexible enough. Flexible enough. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I keep falling off the lounge. <laughs> so how long did it take, Richard? Back oh, to Richard. Back to Richard. It always ends up back to Richard. He, he's just happy to be talked about. Yeah, Megan can do better. Uh, Mate, somebody, I, I think all our misses could do better. Let's be honest. <laughs> we still need lots of dick jokes. So I would say I was at the uh, the wind up. You know, was it last weekend or the weekend before? You know, there's a lot of guys at the jiu-jitsu club punching much above their weight. I mean, there is some beautiful ladies as partners. And I don't know what fucking lies you lot are telling them, but lots, wow, lots. yeah, <laughs> Ma, you guys got money or something going on, like inheritance coming. Because man, look around you, we don't have money. <laughs> it's not that, man. So, lies we got plenty of. Neither of my girlfriends' parents speak English, so um, I think that's what's got me in the. Neither the of your so girlfriends. <laughs> How many girlfriends you got? Neither, Neither of your parents. girlfriends' parents. Yes, <laughs> the plural was on parents, not on girlfriends. Yeah, you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking with my program, man. Dear, dear. I love that- you, baby. <laughs> oh, <that's> so awful. <laughs> All right, as we draw to the end, you know, another plug for perkinsjujitsu.com. We'll put links up on the Facebook page and everything like that. But for somebody that's um, thinking about jujitsu, what do you think is the, the biggest hurdle to getting started? And what would you say for somebody that's it's coming in for their first class? Besides tying your belt, tying your belt's tricky. Uh, you'll I'm, learn. You'll learn to do that because it'll come off a lot. <laughs> um, Look, stepping in and onto the mat the first time is probably, you know, a big hurdle. Um, it's intimidating. And there's also that initial um, sort of smothering and, and uncomfortableness you get when, when you're on the bottom and you're getting squished and you can't move. You don't understand how to get out from that position. And, and I, I remember that vividly. And... Uh, it's very claustrophobic and, and all your animal instincts kick in and you just want to claw and bite and scream and scratch and do everything to get out from under there. And it's a very humbling thing to, 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 to have to say to the guy, dude, let me out. You know, like, I can't yeah. get out, let it's me tap, out. Not from submission, but from just... From sheer panic, panic yeah, yeah, sheer panic. And and 
you know, that's when you start um, really looking deep down inside yourself and, and, and finding what you've got, you know, and, and that's the beauty of jiu-jitsu and, and uh, you know, being put in, in those seriously uncomfortable positions where, you know, you almost can't breathe and, you know, y- y- you find yourself comfortable there and at peace there and you're able to hang on until you can escape and that takes a lot of time to develop. Yeah. Um, you guys have no clue what I'm talking about. No, absolutely. I'm just waiting <laughs> for Brent to make a dick joke. That's all. <laughs> I was going to say, like in the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> no, I think Thank too, you, Morats. Well, like I said, it transitions everywhere, so you know. <laughs> I think to a lot of, um, you see a lot of people start and they get like a two, three, four months in and then they just sort of disappear because it is a very steep learning curve initially because you don't realise how good you've gotten until the next batch comes through. Oh, yeah. too right, yeah. Then, then you guys come in and they're like, oh, I'm getting pumped by everyone again, again, again. And then all of a sudden the new uh, fresh batch of newbies comes in and they're like, holy fuck, I'm smoking these guys. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, it comes to, you know, even things like, um, you know, we, we were always reminded by our, my first coach, Sean, that, um, you know, just our physical conditioning um, you know, is gonna is gonna bode well on the street against just mm-hmm. a regular human, you know. Yep. And that's technique aside, you know. So, um, you know that you don't realise that until you know maybe you do end up in an altercation. Um, and, and I know I have, and I've sort of just come to you know I realised very quickly on in the altercation that man, I can do this all day. This guy's yeah, already yeah, puffing. Yeah. Like I'm gonna wear it. You know, he's gonna wear down in five minutes, and I'm just gonna eat this so, boy up. Like it's yeah. dealing with that adrenaline dump. Yeah. Because be a foot away from a bloke who you know is going to try and hurt you. Yeah. In training, you're used to that. You do it all the time. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, there's been several situations um, where where I've not you know had to really use heaps of jujitsu, but just the 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 training side of it and the calmness and the you know being Breathe. comfortable with those horrible uncomfortable positions. You know, I just I, I just feel almost feel bad for the dude. Like, you know, like mate, this isn't oh, even phasing me. You know, I, you know, and and I can see that your eyes are big as dinner plates, and you're biting your tongue off, kind of thing. And I'm like yeah. relaxed as hell. Like, it's after that first thirty seconds where he's gone hell for leather, and you've just yeah. held. <laughs> and you're like, right, yeah. guys, now I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, as a beginner, you know, just persevere and 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 get into it. And once you sort of find your groove and and stuff that's when the enjoyment will start coming through and, and you'll feel the movement and the, and the beautiful shapes and movement you can get out of jiu-jitsu. And, and then also, you know, when you go home and you can beat the shit out of your siblings and, you know. <laughs> oh, I heartily endorse that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are all pretty... And when I can actually do it, I'll really <laughs> love it too. Is that, from the youngest uh, perspective, just um, pick the side of the person who's winning. Looks like they're winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they start losing, you're fucked. <laughs> Yeah, so you got to hitch yourself to the right wagon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Exactly. And jiu-jitsu is always the right, right wagon. <laughs> but even when we're talking about um, like uh, when you first get on the mats and that, I think that the one of the keys is, and not just with jiu-jitsu, but with any sport or anything that you do, is to set goals that are re- realistic. But your goal doesn't have to be to make that person tap. Your goal can be to escape mounting to side control from someone who's got a very strong mount. And I think by setting those goals and achieving those little things, you get something out of each session without being um, sort of having a detrimental effect from being tapped constantly over and over. Yeah, so, it's, it's small steps oh, yeah. at Look, the beginning. It's very small steps. My first year at, at Perkins, I remember, you know, about two weeks in, I thought, I don't have to do this, you know. Like, we're doing hip outs down the mat and it's, it's fucking hard because I hadn't done jiu-jitsu for 10 years, hadn't done anything really physical for 10 years. Um, and it's just that point you go, right, okay, my goal is I'm just going to train. 
Yeah. But that was it. I didn't care what I did. It's just I'm going to rock up. If if I'm mm. tired, I'm rocking up. You know, if it's mm. it's raining, I got to catch two trains to get here and walk down from the station. I rock up. Just yeah. I will yeah. not quit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that and then you know a year in, you go shit. You know, I can actually start to do things. I start doing those stupid cartwheels and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I remember the first time I did a cartwheel at training, I was so proud of myself. Oh, <laughs> mate, I remember the whole gym erupted. It was yeah, uh, we, we loved it. I shouldn't. I'm 32 years old at that stage. I shouldn't be this excited about a cartwheel, but that's what it is. That was my goal, and once you can achieve it, you go, "Hey, now, now I'm in love with jujitsu, and I'm doing it because I want to do jujitsu." There's yeah. no I'm not doing it for self-defense. Your, your four-year-old daughter was spitting him out like nothing. Yeah, exactly right. Actually, she's still terrible at, at cartwheels. I can kick her ass <laughs> just quietly. Uh... Hunter and Steph have really good back takes now from half guard. Just saying. Just saying. We've been working on that. Yeah, it's Kimura shit, though. But, and Hunter doesn't like telling anybody about that. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. When did they come out from class? Dad, today what we yeah. did was Dion showed us. We did side control, and here, I'll show you. And then, yeah. oh, okay, champ. Yeah. Hang on. Come here, I'll show you. <laughs> you seem so excited, too, though, because he leans forward. He's like, and then this is what happened. <laughs> He's got a good memory on him, though. He's, oh, mate. I mean, and, and and they're they're picking it up very quickly, and it's it's awesome to see kids that young just holding on mm. to to a little bit of technique. You know, like That's I try it. not to over over you know overkill them with technique because you know they're young; they're not going to hold on to heaps of it. Yeah. But, but yeah, when they when they do hold on to a little bit of it, it's fantastic. When they come back the next week and they still remembered it, so you know, all the fathers out there, teach your daughter jujitsu because. Uh, well, let's be honest. You don't want her going anywhere near a bloke until she's fifty-four. You want the shotgun yeah. to be the second line of defense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, slash the pill, whatever. <laughs> but I think with kids doing jujitsu, there's a fear from lots of uninformed parents that might make them aggressive or um, bullies in the in schoolyards and things like that. But I find that it, it actually makes them more disciplined and puts them in a state where they don't actually fight. They learn the value of um, that um, that. The, the Gracie Bully Proof Program, I think, is one of the best things I've ever put out. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. too, right. Yeah. And I, you know, going on what you were saying then, you know, in in the schoolyard, you know, what the bullies that you know they tend to pick on the kids that um, they can smell the the fear and the and the lack of confidence, you know, yeah, in the, in the, the water yeah. and the vulnerability. So if, you know, if your kid's training jujitsu or any kind of martial art, as long as they're not being you know taught being to be the dicks or yeah. be bullies themselves, you know, if they just exude a quiet confidence and the bullies tend to steer clear, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, that's really important, especially these days where the bullying's rife in schools and mm. uh, I'm a big advocate of anti-bullying and stuff. So, um, and I find that they actually carry that confidence into other parts of their life as well. It's not just in the, like a confrontational side of things. It's in social environments. And exactly like right. Yeah, exactly right. I think it's important, especially at young ages to, Instill that not so much uh, a authoritarian discipline, but a learned discipline where they enjoy doing what they're doing and learn to pay attention and be and respectful. Respect. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly right. And I think it's important to note too that it's not like uh, people who do prison jiu-jitsu can be from any background, any social class, any job. We've yeah. got you know uni students to lawyers, literally, that are on the mat and. And unemployed bums. <laughs> Those two, but it doesn't Sometimes matter. On the <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. You can still learn more about yourself, and you can learn about yourself by training martial art. Mm. Yeah, and you can it's learn very non-biased. So mm. yeah, and you can learn how you actually deal with adversity and struggle and that, without putting you in yourself in a situation where there's going to be a detrimental effect to that adversity and struggle because you can tap and get out of it. Yeah, but you get up and you try again, and you learn resilience and you learn to build character. And if you learn a dick joke or two on the way, it's even better. 
I think it comes with blue belt, doesn't it? Dick joke. No, I was mastering it at white, uh, quite clearly. Yeah, you've, you're actually always game, been though. pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dad jokes come with blue belt. <laughs> if you like, I mean, unless you can pass the guard, you're going to be a dad, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's pretty much how it worked for me. Trying to show. I, I Every time I tried to show Jody a new technique, we had another child. So. <laughs> so that, I struggled to escape from Mount. That's something you've really you can tell that how well you've taken to jiu-jitsu You know, you're not only running your own place, but you breed like a fucking Gracie. Fuck. <laughs> 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 you've got three generations of champions. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I've got my uh, my six beautiful children. Um, my son uh, Zane, who's 19 and thinks we're homos. Um, yeah. Close. No, he, he he's an IT guy, so you know he does his thing, which is so great. a nerd. So he's half jujitsu. He's half jujitsu. We'll get him there one day. Um, Zandia, who's um, she loves her horse riding and stuff like that. She's not really into it. Bethany, who was doing it for some time, she was really really good at it and actually dealt with some some bullies at school using jujitsu and defended herself against large groups really? that attacked her. Yeah, wow. um, which was really got to be happy with that one. I was very happy with that one. <laughs> Um, and then Lilith, uh, as I said before, who's, you know, she, she's a big, she's a gun. And, uh, some she, of those tournaments against the adults. So I she, still uh, yeah, she, she's, um, she, she's got, uh, super heaps of potential and she'll go far as long as, you know, she can, we can keep her on track. And then Violet and Evelyn, you know, they're still quite young, um, seven and eight. And uh, <clears throat> they fight as often as they can. And they I'm going to say, and... they're not shy in the gym either, Violet and <laughs> yeah. Evelyn. It's fantastic. They're always running and jumping on top of somebody else. Yeah. yeah oh. Well, you know, that's the other thing is, um, you know, having those great male role models um, yep. for, your, for your daughters in particular mm. um, is an important thing, especially in this day and age where there's so many creepos and stuff. Yeah. So having strong, uh, you know, role model, male role models for, for young girls is super, super important and, and really, you know, I, I'm, I'm super happy that I've got them. So, mm. yeah. um, it says a lot about the, the culture and the kind of club you've built that um, you can let your, your daughters run around and play with the the twenty year olds and the thirty year olds, and you're not worried about anything. No, they're just like it's that kind of club. Yeah, they're all just like brothers to them, and 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 you know they look after them, and and uh, you know that's the kind of club we run, and that's I wouldn't have it any other way, really. And so. everyone will take everyone will take the time out to say good day, and you know have a bit of play around with them, and you know make everyone feel it's, welcome. It's yeah. part of the club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. what you get when you go down to uh, Perkins Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, after a far side <laughs> leg drop on one of the bull terriers, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that video up too. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> haven't done a, haven't done a self defense dog video for a while, so because obviously it's what you do a far side leg drop. I mean, yeah. everyone knows of that. Course. <laughs> We've got. We'll put that instructional up on yeah. the website. That'll be on. Yeah, that'll be on there after this. We'll, I will give a, a couple of shout outs to um, our other our other um, partner teams if you like. So team takedown with uh, coach Chris Shen. We'll put, um, absolute put the website up. Guys, an absolute that as well. beast. Yeah, and he, he's so improved our nogi. Anybody in MMA in Australia who doesn't know who Chris Shen is, then you aren't in MMA in Australia. That's <laughs> <laughs> one thing I did want to ask. Um, how do you feel about the gi and the nogi and how they can progress on parallel paths in jiu-jitsu? Um, I don't think they're quite parallel. I think you have to work the gi to start with. Um, you can move into the gi early, uh, no gi early, um, but I don't think you're really going to start working the no gi properly or, you know, in depth until you're probably late blue belt. Mm -hmm. Um, then you'll really start understanding no gi, but I think to me it's gi first, then you'll hit no gi later. Um, 
you know, and and you'll train gi for your whole life. I don't think you can ever step out of a gi. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels right, doesn't it? It just feels right, and, <laughs> and you put and, it on, tie your belt. Yeah, yeah I just you know, like more options. I like that chess side of things where you've got more options to get caught and more options to do things. Yeah, it's, it's more clever, and, and it's it's you know, you go to no gi, and, and if you're not training the gi, you know, you're gonna. For me personally, I I think you'll you'll start to become loose and lose pressure. Yeah. Eventually, um, I think the gi just promotes good technique and and tightness and and collar know, chokes collar chokes yeah, <laughs> self defense yeah, yeah, love yeah. Collar no, choke. I'm, I'm, like, again I'm old school and I think the gi's where it's at so you know yeah but the nogi does have a lot of spandex which is you know kind of we love our spandex down at the club everyone likes their fancy spats and rashies and etc etc that's the other main thing I think that separates Brazilian Jiu Jitsu from other martial arts is the attention to the fashion show absolutely yeah, you know, I like fancy geese. You like they're black, black geese? Yeah, yeah. they're black. Once you go. <laughs> <laughs> they made me wear a white geese at the Gracie Academy. And... Did they really? Yeah. Wow. Fuck. Oh, it wasn't enjoyable. Take that shit seriously. Oh, it wasn't enjoyable. <laughs> what the fuck do they know about jiu-jitsu? <laughs> oh, well, that's exactly what I asked Hori, and I said, dude, what the fuck, man? What was the part where they charged no, you 380 bucks for it? That was the problem. <laughs> no, no. Allegedly. Good. Yeah. All right, this has absolutely flown by. We're we're, yeah. uh, we're very happy with that. And Dion, thank you very much for coming along. You've um, helped us a lot. Um, christened the new the new gear, like we said. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks it's 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 great, guys. I'm really happy to uh, to have come in and have a chat with you guys. And uh, I think your show's fantastic. And um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna push it around to, to a bunch of guys that I know to try and get it going as well. It's uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, and just really quickly. Um, uh, I'd like to thank, uh, obviously, Team Takedown, as I said. Uh, the mailing room, the guys who, who help us out and sponsor mm-hmm. us and hold yeah. uh, hold us for our end-of-year dinners. Do you know, I only just found out at the end of dinner last week that it's the mailing room, not the mailing room. Yeah, I call I've it always the, got it wrong. I call it the it, it is the mailing room, but I call it the mailing room just because that's I can do whatever I fucking want. Uh, <laughs> in Canterbury, yeah, in Canterbury, Canterbury, Canterbury uh, best coffee, in, best coffee in Melbourne. Um, uh, anyone else I need to thank real quick? I'm, I'm always going to forget someone. Um, my loving <clears> partner Jody, who takes care of everything, and basically, if I didn't um, have her, I'd be nothing, <laughs> darling. There you go, I said it. Behind every great man, there's a woman rolling her eyes. Uh, Bull Terrier geese. Bull Terrier geese. I'd love A1. one. A one black. Um, Flames. A Bull Terrier ate my Bull Terrier gee. Flame skulls. Everything. Yep. Um, I think that's everyone. I think that's about it. And anyone I've ever rolled with, um, you guys all rock. Oh, and my coach Pete. Um, he's been my coach for years. Um, he's old like me, and he's awesome. Here we go. All right, guys. PerkinsJujitsu.com. Thanks, Dion. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much.